I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Maiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast, a one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. New year, new podcast. Yes. <laughs> 2018, exactly. everybody. We made it. 2018. We're going to call this season two, I guess. It's exactly. going to be like episode 10, just because why not? But Although the way I sound to you guys, I probably <laughs> sound like the last remains of 2017 that just won't die. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. that's just because I'm in a different house in a new location for a little bit, and people are asleep right now, so I'm not going to get all yelly and whatnot, but what you get is a tired, raspy Aiden instead, yes. which is basically the same thing. Yo, tired raspy Zach is here to party too, so you know yeah. it's all Gucci in the neighborhood. But um, we're hype. Season two hype. is here, and uh, we got a great topic for today. We're going to be talking about uh, planning, scheduling, and how to start your 2018 off right. Yeah, boy. Among other things that YouTube might have <laughs> screwed up. Among recently. how YouTube screwed up the beginning of 2018. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> What do, you, what do you mean? Well, I thought everything was hunky-dory. What are you talking about? I think everything is fine. I think everything is perfect. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna talk about, like Aiden said, goal planning, scheduling, why I keep throwing things in the background that so- uh, podcast is behind me. <laughs> um, we're Starting gonna, off strong. We're going to talk about the new monetization thing with YouTube that just happened less than 24 hours from recording this this podcast so that's cool um but do you want to start it off with uh your week on youtube trademark my week on youtube trademark um not a whole lot to talk about and we'll get into that i guess Uh, (laughs) so the new year for me i believe had two videos featured so far, out of the 17 okay. days of the month. The first of which cool, cool. is a re-upload of a uh, little high school video I did about the Amazing Bronze Dagger, which <laughs> is just a parody of everything commercials. And I love that. And I had it on my old channel for a long time. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and bring it over here. I and saw then that and I was just kind of confused. I was like, what, what, what am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> watching high school me turn in a project for a history class. That's what that was. Yes. So... But yeah, uh, that video was on January 1st, and January 2nd had a new questions on the couch. One that I like a lot, because I go into the whole phrase, new year, new me, (laughs) and why it's kind of like a stupid thing to say to begin with. Yeah. Uh, Which you'll notice I also opened up with a variation of it on this podcast, and for those who are in on the the memory, uh, congrats, you you caught it. <laughs> but uh, aside from those two videos, not a whole lot else going on in January, and that's due to life mainly. Uh, life stuff had a pipe frozen and ended up being busted because, weirdly enough, this seems to be kind of a pretty cold winter down here in Tennessee, which is bizarre. And uh, we've even been having some snow. <laughs> we've had snow that never happens really? over here, and a lot of it too. So <laughs> that's been crazy. The bad part about it is that I haven't been able to uh, do anything because I've been over here at a different house with not as much good internet. I didn't even have my stuff here for a while uh, until a couple of days ago. And even then, like, I'm not going to be able to do a whole lot just because this computer isn't that good and the internet isn't that good. 
but there um, were some things that happened um during one of the days that it snowed i was able to get some nice b-roll with my new camera which does pretty good that's cool uh i've been learning it a lot like before i got that camera i I probably wouldn't know what ISO, aperture, shutter speed, and all that shit meant. Now I kind of do. Nice, so that's nice. cool. That's always cool. I realized that I'm probably going to have to get a new lens uh, for that camera because it doesn't do great in low light. And despite my lights in my room, apparently that isn't good enough. And you kind of need uh, a different lens because the kit lens isn't the greatest. Uh, so that'll probably be the next hundred or so dollar purchase. But even without that, I'm still kind of learning the camera, figuring out settings and just learning a lot more uh, filmmaking stuff that I probably wouldn't have known before. So that's been cool. But yeah, that's basically my week on YouTube. And then just a bunch of random <laughs> tweets in between and bit shoot shenanigans here and there. Yeah, that's cool, though. It, it, it's always nice. Like sometimes shit happens and you kind of have to deal with it and you're not able to get as productive as you want to be. But you can still be kind of productive and finding other things to do, like you said. Uh, you, you could have just like sit there and watch a lot of TV, which I'm not doubting that you did anyways. And uh, movies. Okay. And movies. Let's just get a couple things. But you correct. also learn how to, you, you know, how to use your new camera and stuff. So that's always go- good. You know, it's been fun learning that. I'm, I'm excited to see what that's going to be able to do. And then college stuff. College is literally starting back for me. Uh, if it hadn't been for the snow, I would have already started by now, but the roads wow. have been so shitty. So, like, that's exciting as well once I finally get into that. Yeah, I feel like it's more exciting that you don't have to go to college right now. <laughs> Yo, hold on. Uh-huh. Guess who just got an email? Uh-oh. Tomorrow's from YouTube. Day. Oh, from YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Important updates to the YouTube Partner Program. Ooh. Oh, boy. I've gotten a dreaded email, everybody. But I'm going to save my thing on that because we're getting into that later. Yeah. Zach, how was your week on YouTube? Oh, my week on YouTube, trademark. And I guess, well, this is really the last couple weeks, you know, beginning of January, everything like that. It's been... Fair enough. It's been a month since we've done the last episode, which honestly is not that bad for a little break here. I don't think it's bad mm-hmm. at all. But, uh, you know, 2017 ended and I went on the, uh, you know, trying to do the new year, new me with <laughs> with New Year's resolutions and just trying to... Trying to make sure I get my best foot forward with these daily uploads on YouTube. Um, and mm-hmm. for the most part, it hasn't been bad at all. Uh, I've been trying to get a video out just about every day. Here in the last couple of days, we had a couple of issues. I've been getting sick. I had like the flu for like three days. And I didn't even know it was Ouch. a flu till the tail end of it because I heard like five other people that I knew. They were like, yeah, I've got the flu today. I was like, ah, shit, maybe that's what's wrong with me. Um, They're probably the one who gave it to you. Probably, <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Probably. So, um, so what's what's been very interesting about the last couple of weeks? I'll try to say I'll try not to like talk too much because I've done a lot of different videos, and I think what I've been trying to do more lately is like I have this entire schedule for videos that are going to come out in 2018. I think I have every single day planned now on the Zach Sider Productions channel. And then the gaming channel, I'm kind of, I'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> I have every single video plan pretty much. And that's been nice. But what's also cool is that for the last couple of weeks, I've just been making videos that I kind of come up with on the spot. So I could definitely tell for some of those. Yeah. And we're going <laughs> to, I wanted to kind of go into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, sort of specific videos that I want to highlight that I've really like 
enjoyed, despite the fact that you probably would have never made them regardless. Sweet, um, yeah. So some of my personal favorites out of this little experiment. Uh, we'll start from the beginning. The 2018 New Year's Resolution video I liked, obviously. I thought that was cool, especially with the whole Steve Achievements uh, deal you did there. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of on a whim. But yeah, glad that worked out. And then... <laughs> Five steps to make daily content when you're sick reeks of like this last minute approach. But I love the thumbnail and I love the video itself because it's just it's stupid and it's funny, so but you can tell. It's like three minutes um, long and it's just I was sick and I was like, right. I gotta put out a video. Right, exactly. Like, so here we go. And then uh probably the biggest example is this <laughs> new Taylor Swift video that literally literally came off of just you turning 22 and we get this whole big old saga react fest of just the entire unmitigated history of Taylor Swift from then to now, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not going to lie. Probably wasn't, wasn't expecting to be fair. Oh yeah, And, I uh, but I, I, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we get all sorts of weird shit in between the spaghetti video, the Wii U port video, <laughs> The genius of young Sheldon, which I wasn't <clears throat> expecting at all, like a yeah. podcast in between here and there. And then so, the gaming backlog one's pretty smart because that whole thing is just setting up the gaming channel and everything. But yeah, yeah. it's been interesting. It's been videos cool. that I wouldn't cool. normally see. Now, granted, some of these, you know, I could have told you that, oh yeah, this video's coming. The top 10 games of 2017. Yeah. yeah. The YouTube movies. Rewind video. Yeah. Top 10 movies. Anticipated games of 2018. You know, stuff everybody's doing. Exactly. But, yeah. But I'm not going to lie, when I woke up and saw a Taylor Swift video come out, I'm like, all right, that's, that's, that's weird, you know? That's, that's different. Daily content when you're sick, yeah, that that's weird, I haven't seen that before. And granted, it's all on varying levels, like, this is probably some of the most inconsistent I've seen, because mm-hmm. some days you get, like, this really edited masterpiece, and then others mm-hmm. is just like, and eh, here's the video for today. But it's made the channel a lot more interesting to watch for me personally because I just don't know what to expect anymore, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, that's cool. But I want to hear your thoughts on it, why you went with that idea, and how you think it's been panning out. So when I look at YouTube, I do want it, you know, I do want my channel to be a channel, right? I want it to be like different shows and different, and I've always been that way. Um, mm-hmm. and so like looking on, looking at my schedule for this year, I've got like movie recaps every Friday. I've got like three different podcasts that are kind of dispersed within different days of the week. I'm doing things with comic books and anime and TV shows. And I'm trying all these different like video essays and things like all these things, ideas that I've just kind of had that I wanted to do. But then I also want to give myself like the room to do something different. And I kind of figured this out toward the tail end of 2017 Um, It really started one day when I woke up and like had an idea in the shower for a Sonic video essay. And so I did it and Mm -hmm. it turned out really well. And then uh, net neutrality was just like this big thing everybody was talking about. So I made a video about it and it turned out really, really well. Um, And then Thanksgiving came around and Black Friday and I was like, I kind of want to do something with this. So let me go ahead and do it. And it's, it just kind of continued happening. I did a strike video on these stupid DVD discs that Damien gave me. Um, <laughs> and so like coming into 2018, I really wanted to like give myself a chance. So there are like three days out of the week that I have to have this particular video come out. The recaps have to come out on Fridays. This podcast has to come out on Sundays. 
We've got the nerd cast that has to come out on Wednesdays once that starts back up. Every other mm-hmm. day, I've got videos planned. I've got like Thursdays or TV days, and uh, Mondays are gonna kind of alternate between comic books. I got like some cartoon things. Like I got all these interesting things that are planned. But I also wanted, like, I wanted to give myself the ability to, if I have an idea for a stupid meme, like, why not do it? Because, you know, number one, making a 14 second meme saves me some time. Number two, yes, it's shit content. I'll agree with that 100%. But as long as I don't overdo it, um, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a detriment to the channel. It might even be you know, just like funny things that the community enjoys, which seems to be the case. And then, Mm -hmm. um, things like the five steps to make daily content when you're sick. That was, that was literally, I had the flu. I was coming on the tail end of it. I was mad that I hadn't had a video out like I was supposed to. And so I was like, let me just make something that I think would be funny. And I, I liked how it turned out. And then let's see here. The genius of young Sheldon. I actually actually already had that planned um, at the end of last month. I just never got around to it. <laughs> then we have the YouTuber Aiden exposed. <laughs> I didn't even mention that one. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I like that video too, though. That's great. <laughs> so Aiden and I were supposed to record this podcast a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. um, as he mentioned in his week on YouTube, uh, a lot of shits happened with the weather. And so he hasn't been able to record anything, which is fine. And that makes sense. Um, but I was just kind of confused. I was like, what is Aiden doing? <laughs> Cause like, right. You, right. you never responded to some of my questions. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and by the way, I was never mad at this. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, sure. <laughs> a little may may here. Like you never responded to my questions. You had like these cryptic tweets that were like, like dispersed out. And I think you were on Discord like twice within the span of a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was talking to Jay and I was like, yo, what if I make an Aiden Exposed video? That oh, could be kind of funny. And he was like, do it. And I was like, I'm going to. And so I just like went through your last video that was uploaded or your New Year's resolution thing. It was just kind of like, you know, roasting you a little bit. <laughs> and, Getting uh, some ammunition. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think it turned out pretty funny. Oh, it's really funny. It it more or less makes fun of well, one me, obviously, and that's very easy to do. Uh, but number two makes fun of just all these exposing videos in general. Like there's yeah. so many, there's so many like little nods to trends that every YouTuber does. Mm. You know the things like the taking one sentence and like making fun of it and like making <laughs> it louder, yeah. or you know taking things out of context or trying to warp things to your own perception and. Right. You know, even dodging problems with your own channel, which you kind of cough at and, you know, just do little <laughs> memes with and shit. Like, but yeah. it really was just, here's a dumb exposed video with everything wrong with exposed videos at the same time. It was almost exactly. a parody of itself. It was, it was and definitely I, a parody, yeah. <laughs> and I found that to be the most funny. Like, obviously, the jokes at myself, like, I laughed at those too, but, like... Just the way the video was structured, the tone of it and everything, I got a, I got a huge <laughs> laugh out of it. It was great. I think at the beginning, I was, like, trying to say something, and you just hear me, like, laughing as I edit that out. Right, right. Just like, yeah. I can't do it right now. Yeah. And it knows it, what it, it also, is. Exactly. It also kind of, like, parodies audiences and their extremely high expectations of wanting content and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I'm glad. I think all the comments, 
all the comments on that video are literally people from my own fan base being like, oh, we got them there. You know, like typical, typical exposed comments of being like, I'm going to go on sub right now and the, stuff like that. <laughs> the funny behind the scenes for this thing is that this was, so this was uploaded on the 12th, which was a Friday. I was supposed mm-hmm. to have my first recap come out of the month uh, mm-hmm. on that day. And I have nowhere, I was nowhere close to being finished with it. And I had this idea for the exposed video and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to make this instead because I figured, hey, this is probably going to get more views than my recap at the beginning because of all of Aiden's, uh, all of Aiden's audience. Right, right, right. And they ate it up. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> it's a really great video. Thanks. Uh, it was fun to make. And then the uh, the Taylor Swift video was just kind of like my a couple of my little sister's for the last couple of weeks, they've been like, are you going to sing I'm feeling 22 for your birthday? Cause you're 22. I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a 22 year old man. And so naturally I did that very thing, except in video format for everybody in the world to see. Right. Um, and then did this entire like saga of Taylor Swift off the, just, just randomly mm-hmm. and tried to turn it into a polished project. <laughs> But I want to know from this one in particular, because this is kind of like the first little bit of a realm of you going into like sort of music review and look back a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you didn't review like every single song or whatever, and it was just more of a look back or stuff. But like, what's the what's your take on like doing music video look backs, doing music reviews, like the copyright struggle with that? Like, what was your experience Mm. from? For doing that for the first time, essentially, at least in this era right. of Zack Snyder productions <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't know if you've done any before. I've never... Yeah, I've never done any kind of music reviews, which is interesting because I am a musician. Um, right. Music's been such a big part of my life now for the last 11 years of my life, which is half of it. <laughs> Literally half of my life. Um, mm-hmm. Probably even longer than that, really. Um, so the fact that I haven't done any kind of like music reviews in the past is interesting i think um so looking into this well the reason i've never done any kind of like formal music reviews the reason i'm not the next anthony fantano or anything uh, (laughs) is because the language that they use to describe music i just never could figure out like it's just such a density to it you kind of have to right you know and it's not even the vocabulary of it yeah, it's not even like music theory based stuff because like I can talk that to a certain extent because I had classes on it, but it's almost it's so it's it's such like unique language kind of like if you were reviewing like literature or something and like the language you need to know behind that and even movie right. language to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never really kind of gone, like, tried to do that in a serious angle. Uh, so when I went into this, it was kind of, it, it was basically, you know, comedy. Right. Uh, but then you, you could hear me talking about, like, music a little bit in, in a serious limelight as well. Um, and so it's, I, I guess, like, would I do something like this again? Maybe. I, I wouldn't right. mind doing it at all because it was fun to do. But there are definitely like its challenges that come with it. Sure. I, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I've thought about doing videos like that before, but mm. like the two things that usually scare me is the copyright stuff and then uh, just 
not feeling qualified, you know? Uh-huh. And sometimes I don't feel qualified, like, talking about games to a certain extent. Same. But I feel like I have a good bit of, like, knowledge of the history behind it or maybe what the public was like when that game came out. You know, like, older systems and stuff I know, like, the back of my hand. Mm. I couldn't tell you what New Wave is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I couldn't tell you the melodic arrangement of this. I couldn't tell you which instruments were featured, especially in more modern music when everything just sounds like an electronic mess. Like, how am I going to be able to distinctly, you know, spread out each song from each other? Like, it's been a lot, really. I feel like if I were to ever do something similar like that, I would either A, do what you did, a more comedy approach, or mm-hmm. B, just get really personal with it. Just go, like, totally not even judging the music whatsoever and just sort of giving your opinion and maybe have like a more casual angle at it because, Ooh, I could not do that hardcore at all. <laughs> I love music, but not that much, not that much. And I think that's the way to go for it, right? Like making mm-hmm. sure that you are talking about it, like how this music affects you personally. I think it's so much better than you trying to fake some kind of academia that you don't know how to speak, you know? Right. right. Um, same thing with movies, too, to a lesser mm-hmm. degree. Even though yeah. I feel like I could talk a little bit more about a good movie, but still. So here's the interesting thing, because I was going to mention, I recently went into movie reviews. Not like right. a year ago, just like six months ago, really. Um, and it was kind of on a whim. Uh, Kyle, who I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but he's in the Discord. He was talking about doing um, some articles about the Final Destination movies. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'd like to do, uh, like to look into those movies again because it's been a while and maybe I'll do a video series on it. And I ended up doing it. And I think that was one of the, one of the best things I've brought to the channel is this kind of movie review recap series. Um, but I looked at it not so much as I know what the hell I'm talking about because I definitely don't. Um, I looked at it more of, you know, the enjoyment factor of these things in my life, the, uh, the comedy aspect of it, once again, kind of the, the like educational aspect of it in, in a sense of like, here's what's happening in this movie. Uh, you know, just kind of talking about verbatim what's hap- what happened in the movie, which could get boring mm-hmm. for some people. I could see that. Um, sure. But it was so much more of like, like I didn't even <clears throat> at first include review scores in my videos. Cause I didn't feel like I was qualified to do, to do something like that. So I wanted to like, you know, try to get my feet wet first. And I think that's the way to do anything, uh, review based on, on YouTube or in writing or whatever it may be. I think just try to get your feet wet and just jump into it anyways. Sure. Um, sure. Because if you're passionate about things, then it's going to be able to show. I feel like, I think part of it too, and this might be like a whole just podcast topic in and of itself, specifically talking about a lot of these review channels, because I've seen so much of them, good and bad, that I could probably talk about it for forever. Mm. Uh, But really what I've found throughout a lot of them is that the people who are really good at it have done it for such a long time now. Mm. And the thing is, is that because of that, they were able to sort of develop their taste, what they like, what they dislike, and all that sort of stuff. Because what I've found with a lot of people is when they say they want to be a reviewer, you know, and they go into it and they do all this sort of thing, you kind of figure out that in the grand scheme of things, you really haven't seen a whole lot, right? You haven't seen 
all the important movies or all the most influential music or every single important comic book or whatever. So you're not going to be able to offer that vast source of knowledge compared to, oh, I don't know, like a Chris Stuckman and Anthony Fantano or Roger Ebert or whoever. Hmm. The one thing you can offer is just your sort of personal perspective and taste. And as you go along, you know, eventually you kind of pick up and learn new things and develop your style and are able to make a good review show. But the point is you can't get to that point without jumping in, starting and realizing that, you know, you're probably not going to have amazing reviews to begin with, but you know, as you expand your taste and as you see and watch new things and get better at reviewing, then you improve. Hopefully. So 100%, but that's just the thing I've noticed with reviewers a lot is typically they're pretty bad at it starting out. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've gotten better just in the past four months with movie reviews. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I did music reviews, I could get better at it just by doing more of them. And sure. uh, yeah, uh, as Fair far enough. as anything else, like the copyright thing is such a big problem. And it's a pain in the ass. And I had the problem starting with movies. And now like this music thing was just as big a problem, if not even more. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just such a tricky tricky thing that you have to have to work around and it sucks um because like for movies and i guess for music too uh certain copyright strikes that you get will actually block the channel or block the video from anybody being able to see it and Mm -hmm. so like where if you do a let's play from like nintendo and they put a little copyright strike on you can't make any money off of it um which is funny because that doesn't matter right now anyways. <laughs> yeah, we'll, get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. But yeah. um, <clears throat> you won't be able to make any money off of it, but you can still have the video watched. People can still like and comment on it. People can still share it and subscribe to your channel via the, the video. But when it comes to like some of these copyright strikes, it's the video just gets taken down and you have to go fix the copyright or not upload the video at all. Right. And that right. kind of sucks. Yeah, I remember when it happened to the, uh, the Scooby-Doo video, and then it kind of happened here with the Taylor Swift one. Even yeah. though I was able to see the Taylor Swift one before it got taken down, so I saw the the official first version of it. Yeah. Uh, as far as that goes, I don't know if there were any big changes. Probably not. But. Not really. There were just kind of like smaller things. I had to like remove the music from the video at certain mo- moments. Um, there's kind of little tricks you can do for movies. I started adding a backdrop over the. Uh, over the video so that the movie wasn't showing up as the entire as the entire video um and then for music for the music videos i kind of had to like snip more of the the music video up just kind of like chop it up a little bit more delete the music during parts of it make my face cam bigger during parts of it to make sure it's not just it's it's really weird um (laughs) sounds like it What's great is YouTube, when you get these copyrights, it does show that it does show you where the copyrights are. Most of the time, it will show you all of them um, and you can kind of see which one is a block and which one is a just a regular copyright strike. And so you can kind of fix it that way, but it is still a pain in the ass. Sounds like it. Yeah. Kind of just a day, kind of taken out or maybe not a day, but at least several hours or so going back and fixing old stuff. And you'd rather move on to new things and, yeah, you know, you got to oh, do what the, you got to do. Um, the Taylor Swift fiasco video, like that, that ended up costing me about a day because 
it took me about like four hours to render the video for some reason. I think it was just because it had so much editing in it. Um, right. And so like rendering that thing three times did take up the better of a day just because I had to use my computer to render it and I couldn't move on to a whole lot more, more else, which kind of sucked. Yeah. I mean, like I haven't been through terribly much like that. I think the worst I ever got hit with was the circle of life video was originally blocked, like in certain (laughs) countries, weirdly enough. Yeah. And, uh, all it took to fix was just, just a weird part in in the middle of it and i cut it out and it worked pretty good in the context of the video and then you know that was it and heck even youtube itself with the remove a song feature has been so helpful mm-hmm. and just not even sometimes i don't even have to go back into vegas and it's just as simple as removing the song and and moving on of course for video content stuff like that you kind of have to unless right. you just want to take a big chunk out of your video and then it's all weird and shit but you know, YouTube has gotten better, at least on the audio side of things, of being able to just take that stuff out and move on with your day a little bit quicker. Right. I mean, I just got a, uh, I actually just got another copyright claim earlier today uh, for an old Rick and Morty video. It got hmm. a big, it's blocked in some countries. It's blocked in like 246 countries. That's awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's like, okay, whatever. I'm not even going to worry about it because I'm making a seasonal uh review on that instead of episodes anyways <laughs> good enough yeah also by the way i mm-hmm. also got the emails for two of you did too i did yeah hey so, cool that's you're that's kicking cool. them out but that was that was your week on youtube that was my week on youtube my month on youtube whatever you want to call it uh moving forward i've got to just make daily videos that's the plan oh gaming channel real quick because i forgot to mention it um because i haven't really been thinking about it as much um i'm not really pushing forward anything special or extra on there i'm kind of keeping the content rolling every day and i've been doing daily stuff on there but it's more along the lines for the people that subscribe to the channel that like to watch the gaming stuff giving them what they want which is just content um Mm -hmm. And then I'm about to start live streaming again, which does really well for the channel. Uh, and I'm just going to live stream like an hour here at a time, an hour there at a time. Kind of like hour long videos, but you get so much more. You get so much more like views and stuff, watch time and all that kind of stuff when it's live stream. Plus it's better for the community in my opinion. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think live streaming is a good way to go as far as gaming's concerned. And we've talked about that a thousand times, so yeah. I won't repeat myself there. Exactly. Fair enough. Well, then, with all that being said, I know we've taken up a good bit of time on this segment, but allow us to (laughs) get a little bit of news in here, you know, spice it up a little bit. Boy, instead of normally, I think this would. Right. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think normally this would be an extra episode, but because it just kind of. Because it kind of hit at the time it did, and it was so convenient to the fact that we were recording one today. Mm -hmm. Uh,. We're just going to throw it in here. Screw it. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know? YouTube was just like, you need more content in your podcast. Here you go, guys. Yeah. You want something to bitch about? Here you go. Here you go. So I'm going to go directly off the email here, okay. <laughs> which I think is fun. Blue Catch nice. Productions. Today we're announcing changes to the YouTube partner program. 
While our goal remains to keep the YPP open to as many channels as possible, we recognize we need more safeguards in place to protect creator revenue across the YouTube ecosystem. Sounds good. Mm. All right. In red, what's changing? Under the new eligibility requirements announced today, your YouTube channel, Blue Couch Productions, is no longer eligible for monetization because it doesn't meet the new threshold of 4,000 hours of watch time within the past 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. As a result, your channel will lose access to all monetization tools and features associated with the YouTube Partner Program on February 20th, 2018. Unless you surpass the threshold in the next 30 days, accordingly, this email serves as a 30-day notice that your YouTube Partner Program terms are terminated. And then I won't read the last paragraph because it's just kind of saving ass of being like, here at YouTube, we're trying to improve and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to read you that. The important thing was the Senate being like no longer eligible for monetization because it doesn't meet the threshold of 4,000 hours of watch time within the past 12 months and 1,000 subscribers, which is new. Mm, so yeah. you talk about it now. I, said, um, I, said I also wanted to read an excerpt from their creator blog, which if you didn't know YouTube as a creator blog, they do. They just don't I didn't advertise it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Um, I, I look at it every once in a while, but they also say on here, uh, we've, let me make sure I'm not reading the exact same thing. Yeah, no, it's different. Okay. We've, it's al- we've arrived at these new thresholds after through analysis and conversions with creators like you, they will allow us to significantly improve our ability to identify creators who contribute positively to the community and help drive more ad revenue to them and away from bad actors. These higher standards will also help us prevent potentially inappropriate videos from monetizing, which can hurt revenue for everyone. Um, And then the next paragraph, they kind of go and give a reason as to why they're doing it, because I feel like they knew they were going to get a little bit of backlash on it. So they're already kind of defending it here. In particular, I won't read like word for word, but they basically go on to say something like these change will affect a significant number of channels. The ones that are going to be affected were making less than $100 a year, and in mm. some cases, less than $2.50 in the last month. So mm. they feel like, hey, just because we're adding this, smaller channels aren't really going to get hurt because they weren't making that much money anyway. That's kind of the defense they're using here. Right. And uh, it sort of gives some interesting numbers as to where, and just sort of ideas in general about where YouTube sees its it's smaller audience just in total. But now that we've talked about numbers, now that we've talked about why, now that we've talked about that you have to have 4,000 hours of watch time mm. and a thousand subscribers to even get monetization features, what are our thoughts on it specifically? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Or are we no. somewhere in between? Um, just to give you a idea of what 4,000 hours looks like. Uh, on Zack Snyder Productions since August, um, I've put out like 80 videos at this point. Um, right. I've got, in terms of watch time, I have 408 hours of watch time. Um, so I would need that times 10 <laughs> plus 900 subscribers to get to uh, monetization on this channel. Sure. Um, I think I was looking at this earlier. <laughs> in the history of Blue Catch's Blue Catch Productions, the entire channel mm-hmm. has not reached 4,000 hours of watch time for as long uh-huh. as it's existed. So, there's uh, that. It's the same for my Subjection Games channel. Um, I've had it for like six years now. 
I've had mine for a year and a half. <laughs> trying to go look up the actual number because I think it's interesting. I have 160,000 uh, watch time minutes, but that is 2,600 hours. So it's still just barely half of what they want. Um, mm-hmm. And that took six years. <laughs> and that took six years. Uh, mind you, a lot of those views came out of the last year. Sure. Um, so a lot of people are mad about this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually not that mad about it. I'm a bit split personally. Yeah. I see. What, I want to hear what you want to say first because before okay. I say my piece. So let's talk about the negative stuff, obviously, because that's just what people are going to want to hear coming out of that, mm-hmm. and that's just sort of what people want to hear anytime YouTube changes anything. Oh, so yeah, I'll get into that. Obviously, the number one thing that sucks here for a lot of people is that smaller channels now have to work a lot harder to not only uh, make money obviously, but depending on how you look at it, uh, be relevant anymore. Right. I'm, I'm pretty sure YouTube has deconfirmed this, but there was a rumor going around for a long time that if your videos were not monetized, that YouTube would not show them compared to uh, monetized videos. Yeah, this is not true. I, yes. I looked into this. Uh, a lot of other bigger people looked into it. Um, the search and discovery department of youtube is different than the monetization department of youtube um so essentially uh they put out this entire like three-part video series on this and uh eventually i'm going to make a video talking about it because it's interesting but plus those videos were way too long to say what needed to be said (laughs) and way too boring um but essentially um if a video got flagged with a demonetized symbol um because of like profanity or something like that then Mm -hmm. it would not get money or it wouldn't get as much money as any other video would however as long as it was like a video game video and anybody over the age of 13 was you know viewing this video that like they are looking for this type of video they'd still be able to find it in the search they'd still be able to find it in recommendations in their sub box all that kind of stuff but they the only time monetization would have any kind of effect on videos and search and discovery is if it's like remember those all those like shitty children's videos that were all kind of like messed up Mm-hmm. Uh, that were going around. So like those right. got demonetized. And then they also, the search and discovery system also saw that these are videos that kids didn't need to see. So they were getting pushed back in the algorithm or whatever it may be. So there are two different systems sense. altogether. Right. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. That's so, why I called a rumor earlier, just because yeah. like no one's ever proven it. And I know YouTube made a statement about it. I just don't remember what it was. And I'm glad you brought it up. Um, yeah. So that's I talked a thing. to Jay about this earlier just a little bit because he was worried about the same thing and it's it's not right. It's not a worry to have if you're a small YouTuber unless you're making bad content for children then That's good to know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I guess controversial stuff too, if you're doing like kind of the mm-hmm. politically, you know, one way or another. Kind yeah, of I feel like that's such like that. a bigger 
that's an entirely different issue that's not even i couldn't give you an answer for that either i mean like i don't don't even know how to get off of that but yeah that's the one thing smaller channels aren't going to be able to make uh money at least starting out and at least until you were able to reach both of those milestones the Mm. 1000 sub part i'm not even remotely mad about i feel like that's a very fair and reasonable and even an obtainable goal I feel like, you know, that's something that if you keep doing what you're doing, you were going to reach how long it might take depends on your content and what you do. But it's something that's definitely achievable. The the kind of skeptical part for me is definitely that 4000 hours of total watch time. And that sort of gets into my second complaint is that this definitely favors channels that do daily uploads. And it definitely favors sort of the longer uploads so you can get more watch time out of your videos as well. Right. So vloggers, people who do long daily podcasts, people who are able to easily rack up watch time are going to be fine under this system. You know, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be fine. However, like we've talked about before, these animation channels, these people who spend an ungodly amount of time on one project, you know, maybe not even a minute long it can be a it can take a lot more work to get the watch time required out of that right it can take a lot more work to get a tiny video like that to get the watch time hours you need and it's also a big deal for people who maybe only have at most maybe four uploads a month you know people Mm -hmm. who do one video a week stuff like that if all four of those videos aren't succeeding you know, if you're like a middling channel and sometimes one does well and one does okay, it can be kind of tough. You know, if you're not relying on the daily upload strategy, you're kind of going to get hurt a bit by this. So that's the other thing as well. It's definitely because mm. before we already knew that YouTube sort of favored these daily uploads. They sort of favored these like watch watchable time. videos, watch time and all this other stuff. But this is the first actual change that we've seen that's gonna really push that because now if you're not following those systems it's gonna be a lot harder to monetize as well and i think that's kind of where it sort of steps past that line you know it sort of steps past that line of being like it was already bad enough that a lot of these animation channels and a lot of these really analytical people and a lot of these Uh, spend all their time on one video kind of people already sort of had it bad to begin with with algorithm and searching but then also kind of taking the monetization away from them as well feels equally shitty uh but those are my problems with it those are my main problems here are my good things about it um number one i do buy youtube's little argument here of them saying uh, a lot of these smaller channels weren't making enough money to live off of it anyway that's mm. certainly true. Uh, I can tell you from experience that's certainly true. And every yep. <laughs> small YouTuber I know could tell you that's certainly true. They're right in that fact. Um, does it suck that you're not going to be able to get money? I guess, but you probably weren't getting that much to begin with. So I don't think the money argument is enough here. Mm. Um, if you have a smaller channel, you really should be either focused on one, just making it a fun hobby. Or two, if you want to turn it into this money-making machine, you got to first grow and put a lot of work into it. And growing is the focus early on, not money, personally. And now that they're taking that away, 
you're going to see a lot of smaller channels either die or really focus more on growth or really focus more on more uploads and not as much focusing on the money side of things because now that's simply off the table, right? Mm. It's going to get some hopefully better mindsets from a lot of smaller channels that decide to stick it out personally because ultimately at this point in the game, it really shouldn't be about the money. And if it is for some people, then I think it's just going to encourage them to do things that we've been saying for a while. Streaming, Patreon, merchandise, <laughs> you know, other video right. platforms, stuff that we've been preaching for a long ass time that you guys should be doing anyway. Maybe now this will point people in doing it that way. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing. And then the second thing too, like you mentioned, it is going to get a lot of uh, sort of the lowest of the low sort of these quote unquote bad actors to sort of leave. And hopefully that will be enough. <sighs> that being said, there's probably going to still be a bunch of shitty channels around. You know, the oh, Logan yeah, Paul and Jake Pauls of the world are still going to be around. And they're going to be people who like have sub bots and view bots who are still going to, you know, like they're going to find a way around this. Obviously this doesn't solve every problem, but you know, the people that don't try as hard, hopefully we won't see as much of them anymore. But ultimately, ultimately, I think I'm just split on this whole thing. I do see some positives, and I do see some negatives here. Which is I'm going to see this pissing a lot of people off, and I'm also going to see a lot of people who are just going to be like, fine, I'm going to keep moving on. And ultimately, I'm going to keep moving on, right? This doesn't, this doesn't stop anything I'm going to do. This doesn't stop my drive, my motivation. And I'm going to continue to make videos, and on February... I'm going to lose monetization, but you know, I don't care. I make money off of Patreon and merch. I'll survive, <laughs> right. you know, get a, get a job, whatever. Fine. Um, but I'm interested to see people's reactions, especially yours as well. Now that I've kind of given my thoughts on it. Just a quick question. Were you with any kind of um, like multi-channel network that was giving you like money? Like, have you made like any, have you gotten any money whatsoever from YouTube? Nope. Okay. Never been with the network, never gotten any money from it. I always found networks to be kind of pointless at a small stage, yeah. and that I, I, could be I another so. episode in itself. But yeah. uh, to answer your um, question, though. Back in 2013, very soon after monetization was open to everybody, I got an email from a place called Scale Labs, which is a network, and I went ahead and joined it um, because they didn't... There wasn't any kind of like, uh, there wasn't any negatives really associated with it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and to this day, I don't think that particular network has many negatives associated with it. Um, but last year, around like half of the year, um, long story short, I've gotten like $30 from YouTube as a whole, like in checks over the years. But I, about a halfway through 2017 they this network like changed their policy and said you had to like have 500 subscribers before they would actually like pay you anything else anymore so i just had to like leave that network and so i haven't gotten a single thing back from youtube since um so it's like one of those things where neither of us really have made any kind of actual substantial money whatsoever no it's been all outside for me all outside of it yeah um, so I'm honestly okay with this. Mm -hmm. I think I'm completely okay with this. And the reason is maybe the 4,000 hours is a little bit steep. 
Uh, I think maybe a thousand subscribers would have been a little bit better or um, maybe like a less amount of watch time needed because uh, 4,000 is a lot. But even okay. then, I think that if you're not at that point where you're... So there's so many people that they get on YouTube because they hear... PewDiePie made millions, Markiplier made millions, like these big channels that made millions of dollars, which is true. But the reality of it is, is starting out, especially back in 2017, especially in 2018, after all this adpocalypse and stuff happened in 2017, like starting out, you're not going to make any money. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to get single digit views. You're going to have two subscribers. That's your two friends. And that's it. Um, I'm a hundred subscribers in and I'm still making videos that are getting, you know, 17, 16, 15 views on the gaming channel. I'm almost 400 subscribers in and I'm still getting single digit views on certain gaming videos because people don't care about them. And that's just the reality of it. Um, so it's, I think that this is number one going to stop people that think I'm going to do YouTube for money because that seems like dope and I want to make a lot of money. Uh, it's not a quick, it's not a get quick rich scheme. It never was. And I think that this is going to be one of the ways that's going to ensure that people realize that. Mm -hmm. um, it's going only, to weed a lot of people out too. Exactly. Which kind of, and this, I don't know if this sounds bad or anything. This kind of excites me a little bit. <laughs> um, if you watch my channel, if I watch your channel, if you're a small creator, we've talked and we've chilled and stuff. Uh, just like the, the fact that I talk to you and stuff like that, it means that I believe that your content is good and I believe that you have a lot of potential. So don't quit because I think you'll get somewhere. Um, every, every single small creator that I've ever talked to for more than like five seconds, seriously, like I, I that means that I find like some kind of potential in you and I hope that you're going to continue to work. Now, now, with that being said, like I, I see so many small YouTubers that think that they're so much better than they are. And, you know, like I'm a small channel, too. So right. don't get that twisted or anything like that. But I also think like the the less small channels we have that have as much arrogance as they have and the less small channels that we have that think they deserve money, that think they deserve views, um, I think is going to be better for the entirety of the, uh, the platform. And here's the thing. The good ones will adapt like always, you know, exactly. They're not, you know, the people that are really wanting to stick around are going to still stick around or they're going to find another way around it, which mm. like we talked about with the Patreon thing, like we talked about with BitChute, like, we talk, you know, we've mentioned this stuff a thousand times. And I think every time YouTube or, big company or a big site pulls a move like this it really does go to show you cannot have you cannot have all your eggs in one basket especially in the internet age you know mm -hmm. because things are changing so rapidly even for mm -hmm. a company that has been around for 10 years like youtube you know nothing's ever constant nothing ever ever stays the same and for some that can be very scary and for a lot of people you know they're like i can't put money in this because they don't know where it's going. But the people exactly. who love doing it, the people who love the art form, the people who love the risk, and the people who are willing to adapt are the ones that are going to succeed. And the same is true in regular business as well. So I, I don't know. You know, 
I hope uh, this doesn't stop anybody. I really don't. I really don't. Same. Same. I hope it doesn't either. But I know like those people that don't really have their heart in this, those people that aren't willing to work hard on this every single day for the next two, three, four, five years. Like I know that those people are not going to do this anymore. And mm-hmm. like that, honestly, that makes me more excited for them than for me because yeah, that means less competition for the people that stick around. But that sure. also means like the people that, you know, decided that, Oh, this wasn't for me. Um, they're one step closer to like figuring out what is for them. If that makes right. sense. Right. I, I agree. I think that's valuable. To, you know, mm-hmm. because before you kind of had to figure that out and you kind of had to do a lot of experimenting or put some money down or all this other stuff. Now YouTube's kind of making it for lack of a better word, more black and white, right? Like this is right. the side we want you on. And if you're not willing to, you know, work with that, you can move on. And you know, you can call that blunt. You can call that like irresponsible. You can call that against small creators. At the very least, it's honest. <laughs> you know, at exactly. the very least, it's it's cold, concrete information. We're not in this weird gray area anymore, where people, you know, especially starting out, could do the business side and the art side as well. Mm-hmm. You know, now you kind of have to be a little bit more crafty. You know, you kind of have to. Uh, really love what you're doing and have a passion for it, which is cool. And it's going to contribute to less oversaturation in general, which has always been a problem on YouTube. Right. Um, So if you look at these bigger channels, you look at these channels that have been around for years and I'm talking about the, like the ones that's been on here since 2006, 2007, um, like they started off just making videos because that's what they wanted to do. And they Mm -hmm. had no idea you could make money from this. So the fact that we have the audacity to expect money from this when we haven't even done enough to deserve it is insane. Sure. Um, And and I want to get this out of the way. There's nothing wrong with making money, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. If you came to YouTube with the sole goal of making money, don't get it twisted. I'm not out here, you know, claiming you to be the bad guy or anything at all uh uh you know i don't think you're a lesser person because of it right but it's never been the appeal for me and mm-hmm. i don't think it's the appeal for zach either at least not when you start out <laughs> right at least it's not the reason why you join right it's not the it's, reason exactly. why you why you begin sure money's a cool thing to have it's a cool thing to gain along the way and you want to feel appreciated for your work i get that yeah. uh but you know ultimately I, you join YouTube because, you know, you want to broadcast yourself. That was the old <laughs> slogan. And they changed it. Uh, yeah. mm. Unfortunately. But, yeah, I mean, it's... I agree with that. Uh, if, if you're in it for the money, then, uh, then you just need to get smarter. You just sure. need to get smarter now because... That's uh, it. You gotta you gotta somehow get four thousand hours of watch time. So, um, good luck. Right. <laughs> and get there like that. Just make better content and make more content. Do what you gotta do. That's fine. Do Patreon. Do merch. Do do right. whatever. Get yourself a good network. I don't know. Do editing it's, gigs. All sorts of stuff. Right. You can still make money from this. Um. It's just that should never be your for. I don't think that should ever be your for your focus. On uh, sure. on YouTube in general. Um, so did you that's... have any more 
negatives or you want to get into positives? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, like the only negative I really can, I, I mean, we've all we've talked about some things already, but I think like the biggest negative that I can really think about is the fact that people are going to get discouraged. Um, sure. Which sucks. It sucks seeing uh, fellow creators that I've talked to that I plan on collabing with on Twitter. Um, extremely upset about this. Um, I'm curious about what the comments are going to say because I know a lot of people that a lot of people that I know are upset about this and that sucks because I, again, the creators that I surround myself with, like I believe in, I believe that they have a lot of potential and they can do so much if they just, you know, put their mind to it, which a lot of them have, uh, you know, you included Jay, everybody in the discord that decided this is what they wanted to do. Um, so that's like, that's the only negative that I really find with all this is the fact Mm -hmm. that people are going to get discouraged. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, positives. Um, uh, I guess I already kind of said one. Number one, it makes it less saturated. Um, sure. Less competition. Uh, never that YouTube was per se a competition. If you look at it at all like a competition, there's going to be less <laughs> of it now. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and then, hmm. I had a question in particular about this part of it. Hmm. Is this actually going to be enough to, I guess what they're trying to do here is add another layer of being like, Hey, advertisers, you know, we're, we're cleaning up our act. Look at us. Look at all these things you have to do now in order to, to get ads back. Do you think that ploy is going to work? And more importantly, will these measures actually get less crap? Or the crappy uh, YouTubers just going to work around it and nothing's ever going to change with that front? Do you think these measures are worth it, essentially, for what we're, quote-unquote, losing? <laughs> I think... So, YouTube's always had, like, a big clickbait problem, right? Sure. Always has been, always will. Uh, we, we've gone grown susceptible to it, so it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, but when YouTube like was trying to get rid of clickbait, what they did was make watch time more valuable than views, uh, mm-hmm. which worked. And we started seeing less clickbait. We started not getting that so much of it in the search results. Um, we started not getting so much of it in the recommendations and all that kind of stuff. And these channels that maybe were making money from this uh, stopped making money from it. Um, when they... You know, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm kind of still confused about. We haven't seen... It's not been that long since YouTube changed the monetization recently. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, what, like three months ago that they changed it to 10,000... Um, 10, Total views. Yeah. yeah. And this will be going on top of it. Um, yeah, th- and that was... Yeah, that was not that long ago. So nope. I'm kind of curious... I don't think we've seen enough change from that for us to warrant this change yet to see, sure. you know, whether that even helped. Right, right. We don't really have results from that point. Maybe they thought it wasn't enough. Maybe they thought they had to add more stuff to it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, from what I was, you know, reading on it a whole lot of the time, 
they're trying to get it a bit smaller so that you know the channels that do fit these regulations which granted are a lot but not nearly as much as what they were having to do they have a lot easier of a task of being able to review that stuff quote unquote uh having actual people look at it and being sure that this demonetization thing uh you know is hitting the right people essentially and at that Mm. point you have to wonder like is this a band-aid for a different problem per se because like if the issue Mm. i thought the issue was the advertisers were leaving and hence this adpocalypse right but what the solution sounds like is trying to be sure that this demonetization algorithm is kept in check so we're going to get more people to look at all this stuff as well you know it sounds like a bit of a disconnect there for me personally um which granted is still a good problem to fix you know i want to i want to see the demonetization thing get fixed as a whole but you know i thought the point of all this was just to get advertisers back and like from as far as we've seen, all the stuff that YouTube has tried so far, the yellow sign, the red sign, the 10,000 view thing, and now this, you gotta wonder, like, what, is it working? Has it been working? Are they trying more? Or, you know, are the advertisers back now? Or what's what's the deal exactly? We don't know a whole lot, essentially. So here's the problem about the advertisers. Um, the advertisers left because and i enjoy his content now i watch it almost daily now because i've really enjoyed it uh pewdiepie he made a big mistake and although that mistake wasn't as big as the wall street journal made it seem like that was why advertisers left at first okay um he practically started the apocalypse now that along with advertisements showing up beside terrorist videos and um just these awful videos that alongside of that um is <clears throat> excuse me is the reason that the apocalypse started mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of like this small problem that got blown way out of proportion that kind of uncovered this bigger problem sure and then since then we had the whole entire elsa gate thing with the children videos being uh monetized and which has been a thing seen. for a while, granted. Which has been, yeah. yeah. Once again, it's it was only just now being realized in 2017. Okay. Um, and then there was PewDiePie messing up again and saying a word he shouldn't have said on camera. Uh, and then there was recently, and this is what's really interesting to me, is the fact that this is super recent uh, as of two weeks ago, and now they're doing... Now YouTube's doing this with monetization. Another one of their big uh, creators, Logan Paul, screwed up tremendously. You probably and, already heard what uh, it is. Yeah, like well, just I don't in case you didn't, did he that. he filmed it at a body in a Japanese suicide forest. That's all we're gonna say. Yeah, but yes, really it. stupid on his part. <laughs> um. So what's what's intriguing to me is these people that have messed up. Uh, the child videos have been have been, I think, figured out. I think all that is fixed now. Hopefully, uh, PewDiePie got his repercussions for what he did. Logan Paul is getting his repercussions for what he finally. did. Finally, finally. Yeah. Um, but it's like so. So the question is: Is why are maybe why are small YouTubers also getting repercussions for what big YouTubers have been doing? Mm-hmm. Um. 
And that I can't answer. Right. Like, you know, we could have a theory <laughs> about why, you know, all we yeah. can say so far is like what's happened, what changes they're trying to do and what reasons they might have been led to those decisions. But we don't know if we're in a better state than we were. We don't know if we're better now than where we were a month ago. Right. Cause you right. know, we don't know. We don't know that that's the thing. This is all, this has all been a confusing year and a half mess of just is even making money on YouTube a thing that can exist right like what's next what are they going to add next what other requirement is going to be put on top of it is this algorithm finally going to learn or is there going to be an algorithm to spot that algorithm and right it it feels like an issue that's never really going to quote unquote end per se yeah and um and it's announcements like these that really tell me that this isn't going away uh in Mm. one form or another and granted you know a lot of it can just simply be pegged and i saw boogie made a video on this is just like the youtubers on the site kind of have to be a little bit more responsible especially on the higher up end if they're really the reason why all this is happening in the first place which granted we don't know but still uh, it might just be an issue of you know the the youtubers on the site just need to kind of grow up a little bit and if Mm. that's something that needs to happen that's you know, no YouTube view amount, no subscriber limit, no view limit is going to fix the behavior of bigger YouTubers, right? That's something right. that the community kind of has to fix on its own. And, you know, that's probably the biggest solution um, and probably the most practical even. But I don't know if we're ready for that yet. You know, I don't know if mm. if people are willing to put views, clickbait, and money aside for a better image for themselves for a better image for the site and just for everybody in general you know but that's a big ass task that's a big question to be asking and you know people like me and you on another youtube podcast probably don't have the answers for it either we're yeah, just we're no, just, we're just watching from afar just how we see it. it and see it yeah exactly I think but it does more so. feel like we're putting the bill though i will say that i kind of yeah. felt that <laughs> yeah for sure I think I think more so I look at another YouTube podcast as almost like a documentary of the way that we're we see things as as small creators more so than a be all end all uh, definitive guide to YouTube mm-hmm. if that makes sense and I I feel like we've kind of made it seem like that <laughs> more so than than the other hopefully. Hopefully you guys don't think we have all the answers because I'm telling you, that's not true. Nope. Not one bit. Um, that's why our answers are always the adapt and move on thing because we never know what <laughs> what problem is going to come up next and how to really answer it in any other way. Other than, Yep, that was a thing. Move on uh, now. <laughs> pretty much. Speaking of adapting and moving on, um, hey. I was going to ask you. All right. Uh, night, night, first segue of 2018. Let's get it. Got him. <laughs> Um, Add the Segway counter. You fans at home, you yes. can count. Them. Let us know how many Segways. Take a shot every single time you hear a Segway. <laughs> That's a deadly drinking a game. Sexy Segway, though. That's deadly. It is deadly because, uh, anyways, my my question to you is: so, as a small YouTuber that hopes to be bigger one day, as a small creator that hopes to be bigger one day, how do you see yourself, um, when you get to 
when you get to a point where you find yourself as a successful creator on this platform, what do you see yourself doing to ensure that maybe the platform stays good, maybe your channel image stays good? Uh, it's probably a big-ass question, and I'm probably not making <laughs> any sense, but I, I, hopefully that came across some kind of way. Sure. Uh, I mean, I feel like with this podcast, at least, it's it's pretty simple of just practicing what we preach, you know? Mm-hmm. We've already kind of oh, gone out of our way to sort of say how we feel about this thing and that thing and guidelines and all this practical stuff. You know, if I got big, it would just simply be a matter of continuing to follow that, right? Continuing mm-hmm. to not abuse audience trust, continuing to not do things like bad clickbait, continuing to not be insensitive, continuing to try to remain open-minded on issues from all sorts of other sides. And then just making sure me, it make sure I'm still improving, right? If, right. you know, I, I want to still be improving at that stage and I still want to be getting better at that stage. But, you know, when you get to that point, you do have to kind of be a little bit more responsible than I am now, per se. Maybe sure. videos that I make now probably wouldn't get made which is kind of scary and is almost in a way a little bit of a form of censorship, but you know, it'd, probably, it'd probably be good. It'd probably be better for the greater good than my own personal dumb enjoyment. And Hey, if I really do need to make a dumb, stupid, you know, shitty video, I'll make like a second dumb meme channel and throw it on there anyway. Like, yeah. That's you fair. know, but I feel like once I get to that stage, I'm going to feel more part of a whole, than I do kind of out here on my own, which I've always kind of wanted to begin with, whether I'm joining groups or YouTube communities, why I'm in this discord, why I have a fan base is that I really don't want to do it all by myself. And uh, when you get bigger, when you get bigger, you really do have to sort of fit that role even more only now with the larger YouTube community and conscious. (laughs) I think one of the things I'm excited about, um, if slash when I get to be a bigger creator on this platform is the ability to do more things off the platform. Um, because I've talked and I've, I've seen so much over the past year. I've done so much research and I've listened to entrepreneurs and stuff. And there's, it's so much more, you know, a lot of what we've said is, you know, don't put your eggs all in one basket. Don't focus on YouTube as much, do more things outside of YouTube. And when you're small, especially on this platform it it almost feels like that even though you know this information and this is kind of a recent revelation of mine even though i know this like my priorities still have to be on making sure that i have content every single day on this platform making sure that it's as optimized as possible that i'm spending as much time on the platform as possible because it's where i started and it's where the the majority of the people that are going to find me are going to find me on. That's where the attention's um, at. Right. A- exactly. That's where the attention is. And so I kind of like find myself, you know, like I want to be able to write a book and, you know, be able to monetize that at one point, but I don't want it to be a how to YouTube guide, like, you know, a million other people have done. I want it to be a, you know, a fiction novel that I wrote because I want to create something. Or, um, I don't mind doing how-to guides on, like, for videos and stuff, but I'd rather not, you know, I'd rather do more creative things. 
And so it's it's one of those things where I see as this platform, as, as I get more and more into the platform and the bigger I get, the more I see myself focusing less on it, which is interesting. Sure. If that makes sense. That, that's a fair viewpoint. That's a fair viewpoint to come at it from. Mm-hmm. Interesting yeah. stuff. I did not think we would spend that much time on the, on not only the how was your week on YouTube, but just <laughs> this whole thing in a tangent. Ooh. Yeah, a lot I mean, of we're, we're a lot of deeper. An hour? An hour? Into it. Wow. Yeah. I thought we were yeah. at thirty or forty minutes. I didn't think we were no. that long. For an hour. Oh well. I'm cool with it. Yeah, what are you I think do? it was. I think it was stuff that needed to be talked about. New Year, uh, new podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Three-hour podcast coming to you every single week. No, mm. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But uh, five-hour podcast, everybody. Ultimately, I just want to end on the fact that, like, if you're interested in still doing YouTube, continue to do it, adapt, mm. move on with your day. You'll be fine. Uh, but hopefully, we were able to give you food for thought that hadn't been brought up before. Of just sort of we almost got a lot into uh fears you know sort of fears of the future and what's to come and you know other powers at play and other youtubers at play and kind of the helplessness factor but also mm. a little bit of optimism as well you know i got a little bit of both in there yeah for at sure. least that's what i got i don't know <laughs> maybe i'm just speaking out of my 134 a.m <laughs> 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 trying to be deeper than i am face i'm gonna listen back to this podcast tomorrow and be like that really wasn't that deep <laughs> maybe shouldn't have maybe shouldn't have said that but i think there was some deepness yeah. in there um i i don't want to get too much in this because i do want to get into the main topic before you know the, the next morning um but sure. do you have any big uh suggestions for small creators that are wanting to reach that four thousand watch time mark no, neither uh, of us have done it, but I'm curious if you feel like you have anything you could could give information on. Probably volume at this point. It would probably, if you weren't doing daily uploads before, and if you can do daily uploads, I would kind of start doing that. Or at least finding ways to getting more longer content videos on your channel. Just something. Right. There needs to be more opportunities for your viewer base to watch something, uh, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. That's the best way that I'm going to know how to do that. Or if you really still feel like sticking with the one video a week, you know, do what we did. Uh, do what we did when we talked about quality versus quantity. Advertise the shit out of your stuff. Oh, 100%. Make sure everybody and their mother knows a big mario odyssey i saw someone do this recently a two hour <laughs> mario odyssey video talking about how the game isn't a masterpiece oh that's interesting i'm about to do a two hour video on why it is a masterpiece <laughs> you know and that's not even um, recommending yeah, the guy that i saw like we've talked about this off podcast but the guy who did like a seven or eight hour analysis of omega ruby and alpha sapphire yeah you know, it um, may have I, seemed crazy, but if you get enough people watching that, you're going to be able to get your watch time up. I'll tell you that much, especially if oh, it's good, sure. if it's consistently good. And then, like, at the very least, 
watch our podcast. <laughs> watch our podcast so that we can actually prove to you that it's possible to get 4,000 hours of watch time. Right. <laughs> um, I, I crunched the numbers a little bit. So in order to get 4,000 4, hours of watch time in the next year, mm-hmm. you have to get 10 hours of watch time every single day. Which is uh, 657 minutes of watch time every single day. Now, I can tell you that I don't get that at all. No. But I can also tell you that on days that I've gotten things like that, it is, um, it's days where either a video got, I don't want to use the word viral because they're definitely not viral, uh, whether a video got a lot of views. Um, or a podcast, podcast, yeah. like, uh, our secrets of community management episode in the last, well, in its lifetime has gotten over that 600 view, the 600 minutes, three of our podcasts have gotten over that 600 minute, uh, thing. So maybe you decide to start a podcast on your channel, um, on the gaming channel. I know for certain that the, uh, the live streams have gotten, upwards to five ten hours tops on uh or even more than that in terms of view time on the day that it was released um so maybe you start live streaming more i think you should you know in terms of quantity it's much more about i think it's much more about doing it in a smart way rather than just trying to pump out the same types of videos that you already do every day because i see a lot of people they're like well there's no way i can do a video every day but maybe you're passionate about a topic and you know something about it and you could do an hour-long podcast two to three times a week or even just once a week um maybe you could do a live stream uh f- live streaming your editing maybe you can live stream maybe your gaming channel then you should already be live streaming you know finding different long type long form content and then taking your main content and like aiden said sharing it in more places and getting more eyes on it exactly yeah um, live streaming is a great way to get watch time i'll tell you that right away like that <laughs> if you weren't live streaming on youtube before you might want to especially if you're doing longer forming content just kind of like editing and making live streams i think we're going to start seeing a ton of them now and this yeah. is a thing because none's easier for watch time than live streams like that Exactly. I think I'm going to start editing more of my live streams or I think I'm going to start live streaming more of my editing. Sure. Um, Cause I've already done some of it in the past and I've thought about doing it more and Hey, incentives right here. It'll get people out of their comfort zone. I, I think just in general. So right. I'm excited to see that for sure. I think we're going to see some different types of content kind of come into fruition because of, because of this, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. But yeah, um, that was the the news bulletin of the week. We're not going to have that every week, I hope not. Yeah, we'll probably just do an extra soap next time something like that comes up because, or hell, maybe even just a podcast episode for how long we went on it. (laughs) Yeah, for real. But hey, there's stuff here. There's good stuff here. And just because we talked that long about all that stuff, we're not going to skimp out on our main topic. We're not lying to y'all we're going to give just as much or at least a good amount <laughs> of value exactly. out of our main topic. Hey. Yes. Our main topic of the week 
is all about, it's 2018. So it's all about goal setting and scheduling and, you know, making sure that, uh, you can get those daily uploads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Do you feel qualified enough to talk about this? On the one hand, no. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably no. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> scheduling is not been a strong suit of mine. So it's going to be kind of hard to do a whole episode on this. But on the other hand, I'm going to offer a unique and different perspective compared to where you're coming from. Yes. So I feel like that's where the where the meat of this topic the value is. value is going to be right there. Yeah. Fair enough. Right there. Uh, and then goal setting as well, which is something mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more familiar with and have a bit more uh, stuff to say on just in general. Cool. So let's start with the goal setting. I feel like that, you know, new year, new me, new year's resolutions. <laughs> Uh, oh, I only say that because I know for certain that you hate that phrase. I, I, I hate it as well. By the it's way, it's not a great phrase. It's it's stupid. I get an ironic laughter out of it, but <laughs> yeah, that's about yeah, it. That's about as far as my enjoyment goes. And I thought I was the only person who complained about it, but weirdly enough, after that video, I heard a lot of people being like, "Yeah, it's kind of the thing." I'm like, "Whoa, I'm not a weirdo here." People. There are more people that hate that phrase than me. That's cool. Yeah. It's a stupid phrase because it's literally the change between 24 hours mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, I'm going to change my entire life around. Um, but this was the first year that I ever actually tried to do New Year's resolutions. And I think it's for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's good to attempt to try to get somewhere, you know, try to be a better you. Uh it's just not going to happen in one day and it's definitely not going to happen because <laughs> the day changed from December 31st to January 1st. Sure. Yeah. You just, it's, it's very much a long-term thing, but goal mm-hmm. setting. Let's goal get, setting. let's get some goal setting. Specifically goal setting on YouTube, goal setting as a content creator, that kind of thing. Sure. We're not, we're not goal setting grades here. I never did mm-hmm. that, but <laughs> no, no. Maybe if either. I cared enough about. <laughs> well, I used to be uh, a quick tangent. I used to be really good at grades, and so I never had to change it. And then when I got bad at grades, it was because I didn't care, so I still didn't change it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, you're bad man. <laughs> bad bad man. I got a class in like less than twelve hours. That's I'm sure. I'm sure they'd love to hear. Her. Late night YouTube rambling podcast. (laughs) They can't get to the point to save their life. Anyway, point over here. Mm -hmm. uh, Goal setting is a thing Mm -hmm. that. Yes. I don't remember where I saw it from, but I remember there being a lot of studies on the fact that people, people who even bother to set goals, whether they're basic or complex or whatever, typically have a better chance of succeeding than people who don't. And I've seen several uh, studies for that for grades and productivity and stuff like that. The Mm. people who even attempt to set goals have a better chance at succeeding than those who just don't at all, which is crazy to think about. Like even, even the people half-assing their goal setting are getting better results that way. And I can't remember what study I saw that on. I'll probably look it up or whatever, but, uh, it, I can definitely say that's true because when you goal set, 
you're kind of taking the unknown of the future and everything that comes with it and being like, this is what I want it to look like. And when you have that picture in your head, when you have that thing to strive for and to achieve for, you're able to get the motivation and you're able to sort of see a path forward. You know, it's Mm -hmm. no longer this sort of hazy area being like, oh, what am I going to do? You know, once you set a goal, you can work on making the steps toward achieving it. And Mm -hmm. that just allows you to get a lot more organized. It allows you to get it motivated. And in YouTube case, just get a lot more stuff done in general. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, I think I've always been told uh, through any kind of program I went to, any kind of school event where people are talking about goal setting, every time it's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, yeah, well, how are you going to get there? I've always been told, like, write down your goals and they'll more likely happen. And I think uh, more often than not, that has been the case for me uh, whenever I can kind of see you know, what I've got to get done, what I want to get accomplished, it will, it'll happen more likely because I've been able to set my life almost around that goal to ensure that it's going to happen. Um, I mean, yeah. it works. It works. It does work. It does work. Absolutely. Hey, if the professionals say it works, then we can't be too far off, right? Okay. I found the one I was looking for. Uh, I believe I saw off a YouTube video, but I found the original article for it. Uh, so this is a school class, I believe Harvard uh, Business School. Hmm. And so they did this little study and 84% of the class had set no goals. 13% had set written goals, but no concrete plans. And then 3% had both. So when we're looking at it now, uh, 10 years later, the 13% of the class that set written goals bad not creating plans were making twice as much money as the 84% that had no goals at all. Wow. That's interesting. Twice as much. And no concrete plans, just like little simple written goals that they like wrote down and wanted to achieve. And it was crazy. And then for the 3% that had both the written goals and the plan were making 10 times as much as the other 97%. So an even bigger jump there. The people that mapped it out even further. And these are coming from Harvard business uh, kids. So people who are undoubtedly smart, right? And who are undoubtedly like knowing what they're doing, following them and seeing uh, what they did. Right. That's interesting. That's super interesting. I like that they've crunched the numbers for that. Um. Yeah. 1979 Harvard MBA study. There we go. There we go. Now, obviously, that's a little different now because we got so many oh, sure. jobs here. So you could make 20 th- times the amount of money, more money than your colleagues if you uh, create some goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just not on YouTube. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, what is, do you, okay. So what goals do you have this year in terms of YouTube? Cause I'm curious to talk about those. Well, I made like two new year's resolutions in general and, okay. uh, one of them I have not stuck to. And the other one I surprisingly have. So the two that I made was one daily uploads. Mm-hmm. Obviously I didn't go anywhere. Uh, but you know, I'm still going to try and do so when I'm able to actually do it. 
And then number two was I didn't, I wanted to get off of sodas and Mm. you know, what is it? January 17th. Yeah. Still good. That's awesome. Still really good. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of water. It's been a lot of sweet tea granted. Uh, but I haven't drank in a soda in about shoot 16 days. It's the 17th now, very early morning, 17th of January, but like, Still going strong on that, and uh, have not ha- have, have not even had the urge recently, that's which awesome. is the first thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So that that's just been fun for me in general of being like, oh hey, I'm not reliant <laughs> on the one thing to get me yeah. up and start it through the day. Just kind of cool. Um, I also had the no soda uh, resolution, mm-hmm. and it has been well for the last 14 days. Yeah because funny story <laughs> oh boy excuse time oh uh december 31st new year's eve i mm-hmm. go home to have dinner with my family because it's it's new year's eve that's what we do and i'm on my way back to my mom is dropping me back off to my my apartment and she's like oh i bought you a two liter mountain dew in the back um because i know you said something about not having drinks recently or something like that Cause I just had mm. some problems with my money. I was in Chicago for like a week and I got my credit card information stolen. So I was like, had no money to my name at the moment. She's like, I heard you had no drink. So I bought you a, a two layer Mountain Dew. So it was like temptation. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. And I, I mean, I can't waste it. I couldn't just let it sit there in my, like in my fridge. And so I drank that. Mm-hmm. I drank that like the night of and then uh, like January 5th or whatever day it was that I was sick. I drank a stupid ginger ale because I was sick and I, I don't think that really counts too much. But I've still had ginger ale before. It's gross. I've never been like ginger ale? Never. Never. I drink it when I'm sick um, and I, I didn't even I didn't even cross my mind. That it was a soda. I was just at the store at the time and I was like, I need something that's going to help my stupid throat because it hurts really bad. Um, so there's that. Other than that, uh, I been fine. Uh, I've been drinking juice like once every few days, drinking a lot of water. I drank coffee for the first time in a while the other day just because. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, it's not, not too bad. Um, my But important new year's resolutions to this podcast um for me was was daily uploads as well um not only on this channel but on the gaming channel and i I think i mentioned it earlier i there was a couple of days where it just kind of didn't happen because i was sick or because uh you know excuses excuses this taylor swift video for instance copyright man yeah screwed me up completely uh but other than that, we've been good. We've been we've been going pretty strong here. Been Gucci excites me a lot, and I can kind of get into how I've been able to maintain that that daily upload because I feel like that's important and scheduling. So, but, I wanted to get into before we like how to maintain and continue. Yes, agreed. Probably the first point we should start is just how to even make goals and how to yes. make realistic ones just in general which i'm sure depending on who's listening to this have probably heard the high school version of this and have probably <laughs> heard the college version of this or it's just the raw uncut version 
we're gonna give you the the YouTube lazy man <laughs> way <laughs> version of it that, that hopefully <laughs> is a bit more practical and at the very least less boring. Agreed. It's what you fucking do, right? No, I'm just right. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, how do you how do you set realistic goals? I wanna I wanna hear from you first. So I set uh, quite a few resolutions this year that are kind of different, and I'm not going to go into them because I didn't feel like any of them were that important to this podcast, except for daily uploads. But when I look at goals in general, whether it's the resolutions, whether it's the weekly goals or the daily goals, I like to make sure that it's something that, number one, I can break up into other goals. So if it's a goal for this year, like how can I break that down further to make sure that that's going to happen? For instance, um, I want to lose weight this year. I want to get under 200 pounds. How can I do that? Well, number one, I could stop drinking sodas. Okay, well, that's another goal right there. Number two, I could stop eating out as much. That's another goal right there. Um, And then also, hey, find goals that uh, I like to find goals that kind of fulfill different requirements. I want to save more money this year. Well, if I quit sodas, I'm losing weight. I'm not drinking as much bad stuff for me, and I'm not spending as much money on sodas as I was once before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like that's typically what I like to do first. Find out what I want to accomplish. Number one, find out what I want to accomplish. Number two, try to figure out how that's going to be a goal, and then number three, see if those goals have anything in common with each other. Or see see if those things I want to accomplish have anything in common with each other, and then see if there's any way possible for me to break them down into smaller goals that are more achievable. That's cool. That's really cool. I like. I'm gonna word it a bit differently than how you put it, but it's basically the same mm-hmm. thing of taking these big, vague, you know, goals that everybody has. Like, I want to lose weight. Or I want to be productive, right? Like those, mm-hmm. those by themselves don't add enough value because they're hard to achieve on on their own because they're so big, they're so vague. There's so many different angles you could do it at, and a lot of people mm-hmm. feel like it's too much. For one thing, they feel like it's just too much added on top of it, so you're more likely to fail. But I like your idea mm-hmm. of taking big goals like that and being able to break them down into more descript but more importantly achievable goals as well right the descript part is so important because the more descriptive you are the The better more likely exactly the more likely you're going to be able to do it and uh that's that's the important part like there's not a whole lot of people who if they said i want to lose weight this year and that was their only goal probably would not achieve it you know, there's going to be a lot of people who couldn't. There may be a few who are, like, really determined who might be able to do it, but most people probably not. However, I could guarantee you a lot more people could achieve the I don't want to drink soda this year, right? Because <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more descript. It's something that they can manage. It's something that's, that's easy to tackle. It's not big. It's not mysterious anymore. It's like, okay, that, I can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a small change, too. Small change is a lot easier just for humans to accept in general than big change. Mm-hmm, so exactly. when you're able to kind of mount all these little small changes, you're able to sort of tackle a bigger goal. So I want to lose weight? All right, that's kind of big. What if we do a, b- bitch of, a bunch of small steps in order to get to that goal? Not eating out. Okay, that's one. 
you know, not drinking sodas. Okay, that's two. Maybe doing little like stretches. Okay, that's three. You know, find 30 minutes of the day to maybe work out. Fine. That's another one. Like step by step by step by step and not moving on until you're ready, until you're ready to, to do that. Exactly. So I think and that's that's really cool. I think you can do this with just about any goal you have. Um, last summer, I had a goal to do 30 days of physical activity. Um, and I was able to maintain it because I was able to figure out, okay, what day in the week or what, what time in the day am I going to go to the gym? Uh, this day I have band practice, so that's physical activity, so I don't have to worry about it that day. Um, and then it was it was more like, all right, well, I got to do this. How, how long am I going to do this for? I'm going to do this for an hour. Well, I, I need to um, focus on that hour and not focus on how long I've been running or whatever it may be. And it was just, you just keep on, you know, just quantify it, quantify it as the big thing, right? Like you have this qualitative, I want to do this thing and it's just not going to happen because you haven't really like put a whole lot of thought into it. But the more numbers you can add to it, uh, the easier it's going to be to to maintain it as well. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, how much how much numbers you can add to it, how much detail you can add to it. Is it mm. a big change? Is it a small change? You know, like thinking about things like what would it actually take to achieve that goal? Thinking of things like is it financially, you know, available? You know, a lot of people mm. don't think too much about like, make a goal like oh i want to eat healthy but then realize that oh healthy food can kind of be a bit more expensive than the stuff i'm used to eating it's something Mm. they could have gotten around had they you know thought about it instead of just making you know a baseless goal like that and not really adding on to it so the the more you're able to think about it the better and it can prepare you for a lot of the pitfalls later on because you're you're not second guessing yourself and you're not questioning your goals it's very much yep this is it i'm going to continue it Right. There's there's no questioning. There's no bargaining with yourself. You're not worrying as much. You set it out and you're done. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And and like you said, it's really, you can do this with any goal. And that's what's so great about it. And that whether it's a YouTube goal or whether it's not, and it tends to work out pretty more in your favor than you would, than you would have thought if you hadn't have taken the time to think about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's also I'm sorry go ahead I was just going to say in general it's probably a smart idea to just take one day out of production or whatever to just set goals in general because mm-hmm. if you free up that time to do so you're going to have a lot more time in general to be more descriptive and to add more stuff to it you know I agree. If, if you only have five minutes to set a goal it's not going to be you know as solid as let's say if you have the whole day and a lot of people would say, oh, that's kind of a waste. Why would you spend the whole day just setting goals? Well, you know, it's either you spend the whole day setting goals now or you keep second guessing yourself throughout the year trying to figure out what you want to achieve because you're unsure and you don't know what you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. I you mean, that's up, what it comes down to. You end up wasting more time in the long run uh, than if you had just taken that one day and been like, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Take that day if you want. And don't worry mm-hmm. that it's like January 17th now and you're like, oh, I can't do this. The new year's already started. You know, change is gradual. Change is something that happens over time. You do not need <laughs> the first of a particular year 
to dictate when and when not you should be changing things. Agreed. You can can start now. You can start tomorrow. You can start in February, March, April, May, June, fucking July. I don't care. Whenever. Whenever. And and that's cool. And you should do it. (laughs) But take that day out. If you don't make your goal automatically, if it's January 2nd and you've drank that soda, then you just keep going. Like You just be like, okay, well, I messed up. January 3rd onwards, no soda. Like, a relapse is fine. That's fine. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Let's try, like, hardcore drugs. Then we get some help, too. Probably. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think the other thing that I like to do when I make goals is make sure that I actually want to make that goal, uh, which sounds kind of stupid, but uh, there's been plenty of times where uh here, here's a here's the thing 2017 i came into it with two goals in mind uh number one i wanted to do better in school and number two i wanted to make daily content and get better at youtube mm-hmm. um i got better at youtube um <laughs> the school yeah. thing is uh is a whole nother whole watch nother episode situation. two <laughs> yeah for real uh <laughs> for real Um, but long story short there, I realized I gained a little bit of self-awareness and I realized what really was important to me. And so you might think I want to lose weight, but you might not be overweight. You might not, you might be perfectly okay. And you're just thinking that it would be cool to be able to go down two sizes. And if that's something you really want, then sure, go for it as long as it's healthy, but (laughs) you might not. It might not be something that you actually care about, and that's okay. Same thing with YouTube, you know? You could say, well, I want to do daily uploads, but maybe maybe daily uploads isn't for you. Maybe it's just not something you really want to do. And so then you have to come up with a different strategy and okay. try to figure out exactly what you want. I wanted to add to that, too, of just making sure these are goals that you want. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people, especially around like late December, early January kind of get peer pressured into goals that they don't want, but they see either other people doing them or their friends Mm. are doing them. And they're like, oh, I kind of want to feel like I'm a part of the group. Like I'm going to make the same New Year's resolution that these other people are. And, you know, sometimes it's a conscious effort, but other times, you know, Mm. it's just unconscious at all. You don't even realize it, that you're just making goals that everybody else has just to sort of fit in or, or do whatever. But, you know, like Zach said, is that really something you want? And that ultimately comes down to just being self-aware and realizing what you want, what you can actually achieve, what's within your means, what's healthy, what's, you know, what's realistic mm-hmm. and, and, and going about it in a healthy and mature way at whatever time of the year you want. Right. But, but you got you to gotta know, you know, or you got to try and realize that if a goal isn't working out, if a goal isn't for you, if, you know, the reasons behind it are flawed or if it's too descript or whatever, you know, drop it, drop it, drop it. If it's a bad goal, drop it. If it doesn't fit, you know, what you want to do now, don't feel bad because making this goal led you to that conclusion. And that's important. (laughs) Uh, Right. That's more important, I would say, than, than making the goal that you didn't really care about. Right. But when it's lost its value, you can you can leave it when it no longer serves its purpose then then drop it you know mm. there's, there's no need to continue to have a goal that ultimately 
means nothing or that only matters to your parents or that's only going to affect your, your social status or, you know, <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't need to be there, then get rid of it. But if it's something that you want to achieve and you want to do, then then keep at it. You know, you guys know exactly. it's self-awareness is all it really is. It just, of just realizing uh, what you want and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, and it, it happens happens so frequently people just kind of have these goals that they don't actually care about and if you can go into 2018 and figure out the ones you actually care about you'll be a lot more successful Mm -hmm. i have a close friend of mine whose girlfriend wanted to take the entire month of december to like do some kind of weird diet where they couldn't they couldn't eat uh, fried foods they couldn't eat bread they couldn't eat like it's almost like a gluten-free type vegan diet almost or close to close to something like that i don't know exactly what it was but my friend it was like three four five days in he was like yeah i I can't do this (laughs) and so he he just like he told her straight up and then found out that she kind of like relapsed on a day and she's like yeah let's not do this (laughs) sure there ain't nothing wrong Um, i mean mm -hmm. they figured it out and they were like yeah i don't want to do this anymore don't do it don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We let our parents try to make goals for us too, uh, sometimes, and that can be a that can be a problem, especially when they, they don't, don't line realize. up. If, if they line up, fine. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. If they don't, well, maybe you need to kind of, you know, <laughs> have a talk or, or do something. A little talk. Yep. But hey, for sure. So, just a little bit of of, of stuff so far. Set a day mm-hmm. aside to do your goals when you're coming up with goals try to take those big ideas and break them down in easier manageable chunks be descriptive uh step three make sure the goals you have are what you want and that you have the right motivation for it and number four or number three or four i don't i don't know i can't count uh <laughs> i know i know the meme Sorry, of that I one already a little, a little yeah I, I do too all right uh <laughs> But if they're worth it, stick with them. If they're not, leave them behind and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, follow through. Follow through if it's worth it. Stuff like mm. that. But that's just sort of goal setting in general. And you can do that with YouTube and be like, I want to have this many videos. Or I want to get this many subs. Or I want this much in watch time. You know, all achievable. Mm. You just got to be sure yeah. that it's realistic and within your means. And that's just sort of the last thing I want to say on goal setting. Is that a lot of people are not realistic at all, and it can kind of yeah. it can be disappointing when you reach December and you're only like a third of the way through your goal <laughs> because yeah. you set out to do something way too damn big. For instance, Aiden, what if your goal is to get a thousand subscribers and four thousand hours of watch time this year? Nope. But you just started. It ain't happening. <laughs> not happening. Unless I'm like Scott the Waz or something, or I can just get a bunch of subs in like oh, a yeah. month. Unless something lucky happens, you, you mean that that thing that you can't control, right? Yeah, it's almost sure. like you can't control the amount of subs that you get. Nope, it's hard to. It's very hard to. Yeah. Um, get my content to what feels like the 500 sub mark, and then if I don't reach the number, be fine with where I got. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I, I, the, the realistic goals here is 
is what I'm kind of talking about here as well. And it's a lot of people's goals on YouTube will be subscriber-based or it'll be view-based. And it's like, that's the first moment. Like, that's the first point that, like, you're going to end up disappointing yourself because you may make it and that'll be awesome. And that, uh, you know, congratulations. But more likely than not, you're not going to get where you're going to want to be there. And then let's say your goal this year, since you just started, is to get 100 subs. And then next year, you're like, well, I made 100. Let me get 1,000. And then it doesn't happen. You're just going to be disappointed. Sure. And that, that, that sucks because we don't want you to be disappointed. We want you to make goals that are realistic and that you can actually, you know, affect and, and, and change on can, your own. That can be tough, too, because a lot of the time we either set the bar higher too low. <laughs> yeah. People will make mm-hmm. goals that they're just bound to achieve without even trying, just so that when they reach them, they're like, oh, hey, look at me. I... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you did, but you really didn't. Really didn't push the bar that high <laughs> it kind of just oh, like hey, five videos this year puts up five memes yay i did it <laughs> hooray you uh, know you gotta you gotta get sort of a middle ground there you know and it's okay to be like a little too high or a little too low what we're talking about is the extremes the thousand subs in one year the you know five million views and then in, in 10 years or you know, stuff like stuff like that where it's just so far out or so unachievable or you have to be lucky or stuff like that. Just things you can't control. Just in general, yeah. That's the problem. It can be tough. Like, it's a lot easier to say I want to get a video out every week than it is to say I want to get a collab with PewDiePie. Like, it's just not happening, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And maybe both could happen. Maybe. But it's just those goals have to be realistic. Right. You know, and if you can't get PewDiePie, then go down like 300 or so pegs. <laughs> and who's who's yeah. your guy after that? You know, maybe, maybe that's a good goal to achieve. Exactly. Maybe PewDiePie number 400, whoever that is, would be more than willing to collab on your channel than, you know, anybody in the other top 300 <laughs> or whatever. Exactly. It, it's more likely. It doesn't mean it will happen or won't, but stuff like that. And then again, even like we were saying earlier, if you do set a goal of a thousand subs and you only get like 300 or 400, you know, obviously you're going to be disappointed. But like we said earlier, you kind of realized that that goal was too high and look what you were able to achieve with that goal in the first place, right? Like you oh, wouldn't yeah, have got sure. 300 or 400 subs if you didn't set that goal. So there, there's always value to get from goals even if you fail it helps you uh, make fair. a better goal for the next time and if it gave you the motivation to try harder then eh, I don't see nothing wrong with it other than That's disappointment fair, yeah. that hey disappointments <laughs> of a fact of life that we're yeah. all going to have to deal with in one form right? especially on YouTube let me just say it's just like disappointment the, pl- the platform <laughs> that's what- that's what YouTube is. <laughs> disappointment the platform. You're not wrong. We're going to change the name to another disappointment podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's that's good. Yeah. Maybe we should. The branding would be on point. Um, maybe you said something about motivation. Maybe goals and motivation are two entirely different things. For some people. For some people, yeah. Yeah. I think some people don't need a goal. A lot of people who are well-driven enough and who are like... Yeah, just let me go. We'll 
you know, do it. You know, not mm. all of us are Gary Vee, not all of us are Bill Gates, not all of us are whoever. And sometimes we do need a, you know, a little something on a piece of paper to tell us where to go, and that's okay. Yeah. But you got to know who you are, right? You got to... You got to know the type of person you are. You got to know how you learn, how you achieve, you know, what's the best mm-hmm. route, what's the best action. Oh, for, for sure. For a good bit of people, it is goals. And unfortunately, not a lot of them set them either because they think it's too much work, too much time. They don't want to be disappointed, too scared. Like, some people are afraid of goals more than they are spiders. Like, <laughs> that's, that's something <laughs> to wrap your head around. I used to think they were stupid. Sure. Yeah, like when I was super young, um, I I just naturally did well in class and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought like having some kind of goal this young in my age was stupid. Um, and I, I think at that age, sure. <laughs> but um, the older I've gotten, the more I realized how important they are to have. Yeah. And we all have varying degrees of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Zach may have yeah. had like ten or so goals, and I only may have two. And other people might just want one. And there's a thousand different variations that we could probably go into. People who set different goals and different things. Some people who mm-hmm. don't even write it down, and all sorts of stuff. Right. But you know, we were just kind of listing ideas here, and I think the important thing is that you kind of try and set some sort of goal at some point in time. Because it can help you achieve the results that you want when you know what you're working for, you know? For sure. When you have a, a mountain to climb, you can't climb a mountain without the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that that's very accurate. It's a little tough. Yeah. And you also can't climb that mountain without the tools. Sure. So. Our podcasts are the tools. <laughs> so we're all you realistic need. there, there. Yep. Watch <laughs> time 2018. Let's go. <laughs> Segway. 4,000 hours. Let's get it. Segway, boys. <laughs> um, Do you have anything I, I, else I on think, goal setting? No, nah, I think that's a good way to get into scheduling because okay. I know a lot of people's goals this year is going to be to get better on YouTube, to get more popular. And a way that you can do that is by making more videos. Mm-hmm. And I think scheduling is super important. Yeah, now we're kind of getting into the maintain aspect of it of being yeah. like okay now you have your goal now you know what you want to do on youtube there's some ways that you can actually achieve that and scheduling is probably one of the big <laughs> exactly if not the biggest but that, that's up to interpretation right so, so i don't, I don't know what go ahead you don't know how do you go about scheduling Oof. videos Oof. Oof. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to say there's a slick team of scientists that automatically just schedule every video that I do throughout the year. Uh-huh. Now, each day when I wake up, I, I know which one I'm going to do, and it's all tightly woven, and there's very few mistakes involved, and everything's hunky-dory. Uh, that's not the channel I run. <laughs> that's not how it works for you? No, weirdly, uh, I'm weirdly enough. I don't have... I don't have a team of people who are, who are scheduling stuff behind me. I don't even schedule my own stuff half the time. Uh, I have <laughs> I have a schedule that I've mentioned okay. before, and even that yeah. is really tentative uh, more than anything. I it's like dates. It just says TBD the entire yeah, thing. Pretty much. That's that's a short end of the stick. Uh, really, for getting onto it, I like mm. it mainly uh, 
it's just sort of what my audience can expect, really. That was the whole reason that schedule was there in the first place, of giving mm, okay. people who watch my stuff sort of a basic understanding of the type TV of stuff I do. Rather than a production schedule. Sure, sure. And then whatever day videos came out, they came out. That being said, I did have uh, one that I planned to go into of having you know, questions on the couch be Monday, Let's Plays Tuesday through Thursday, and then just a highly produced thing Friday which is probably one of the better variations of the schedule I had before because previous ones had like midnight vlogs on certain days and then streaming was always a pain in the ass as far as that, where that was concerned. Now it's just Mm. like Twitch streams are Monday through Friday, whenever and YouTube ones are Saturday and Sunday, whenever, right? Like they're, Mm. I've given myself a bit more freedom as far as the streaming stuff is concerned. Right. But like for the most part, a lot of them are, are very loose. There are certain days where if I don't have a thing out, it might be an older video upload or something entirely different or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can tell you down to like specific dates and stuff. I will say I have gotten a bit better at it. In particular, weirdly enough, the Let's Plays are actually kind of more scheduled now than they ever have been. Uh, okay. The one with Kyle is scheduled for January. I haven't revealed what that series is, so I'm not going to say it here. Uh, me and you obviously have one for February. Uh, Jay has March, and Ethan has April, and we kind of know the series. and uh, Not necessarily when we're going to record them, but it's been the most work I've put into actually scheduling series like that before. And The idea is to have... Uh, one guest on my channel sort of take a spotlight for a month and then move on to the next one. So that was just sort of a mm. weird thing I'd been doing as far as scheduling. But I know yeah. with you, it's like a totally different end of the spectrum. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, it's it's absolutely nuts. I schedule everything, or I try to. Um, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It started around the end of 20... Actually, it, start, it started around very early. It was just different forms uh it used to be a notepad document that had like here's the video i plan on putting out today uh let me make sure i have that uploaded because i would i would just do let's plays and so it was actually pretty easy to schedule that kind of stuff i just kind of recorded a lot one day i'd edit stuff or really this is before i even edited stuff uh and i'd just be able to upload it and schedule it and i'd be fine um but then the more different types of stuff that I would do, the more production value I added into everything, it started getting a little bit too complex for a notepad document. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I started using an Excel spreadsheet and I would, I have like this entire color coded system to show me what, um, you know, what I need to edit, what I need to record, what I need to upload, what needs to be rendered, that kind of thing. Uh, but the way that I, Basically, the way that I do it to where I, it helps me with my daily uploads is that I all I automatically have an idea for just about every video that I'm going to put out this year in terms of on this channel. Um, it may not be specific. It may be. It may not be a fully fledged down idea yet. It could be just a title of a video I want to do. A uh, certain series, like I'm bringing a couple of things back that I haven't done in a year. It just has the name of the series. It doesn't say exactly what that video is going to be about yet. Uh, the YouTube podcast, it literally just says YouTube podcast because we don't know what these topics are going to be all the time. So it's not that fully scheduled out yet, 
but there's like like I know exactly which days I want these videos to come out this year um and so it's just planning around that that ends up being the the variation the variation behind that and it's even kind of extended past you a little bit especially with the most recent example the spreadsheet madness uh, yeah as I like um, to call it going now to the lines on her nerdcast <laughs> Yeah, so... Which was never scheduled like this before. So this is new. Yeah, so I'm trying to... I realize going into 2018, so we talk about goals and me wanting to do daily uploads, uh, and then talking to the people, you know, talking to you guys on the Nerdcast, talking to you about this podcast and some of the other things I do, I realized that I was kind of having an unrealistic goal uh, to have daily videos on this channel, especially the amount of production value that I want to put into some of these videos. Uh, so I really had to go through every single type of content I would do and try to figure out, you know, what am I capable of doing, um, every single day that's going to ensure that this happens properly. And one of the things I found was actually scheduling out recording sessions. Uh, so this didn't turn out as good. This was kind of an impromptu one. Um, originally, we were we me and you would have recorded this yesterday, but life got in the way, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And I, I have to be able to you know deal with that as well. But I already had planned on that after I actually we couldn't record last week. But it's it's like um, I, I'm making sure that we know exactly who's going to be on the Nerdcast every single week and then trying to schedule those ahead of time so I have plenty of time to edit them. Uh, for, like, my movie reviews, like, I'm scheduling which days I'm going to watch movies, which I've never done before. Um, I'm trying to schedule kind of, like, which days I'm going to live stream and stick into that. It's, it's, it's just a lot of, like, small things that... I didn't really ever think about before to just try to make life a little bit easier to maintain because mm-hmm. it gets hectic. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. There's so much to do and so many ideas and so many things to place and just mm-hmm. getting it all in order and being like, Hey, look, all right. Yeah. Here's my limits. Here's what I think I can do. Let's try and do it and, and see where we go from there. Exactly. It's just um, a fair approach. And one that uh, can maybe take a bit of time, but, you know, it's all worth it, hopefully. Yeah, uh, and I'll, I'll get into the time aspect of scheduling in a second, because I, I do feel like that is an important thing to mention. But another thing that I started doing January 1st was going beyond the spreadsheet and writing down, uh, like, things that I needed to do within each video. So I have, like, by the end of this year, theoretically speaking... I'm going to have a notebook full of like fucking (laughs) paper with everything that I've done from making a thumbnail to uploading a video to putting the end cards on videos to editing things like all that kind of stuff kind of going probably a little bit too crazy into this and I haven't stuck to it 100% but what it's done is it's allowed me to when I see myself being unproductive or when I want to be unproductive when I want to like watch a YouTube video that a creator that I like watching just uploaded, uh, what I can do is I can look at the schedule and I can see what I need to get done for today for the next few days or whatever. And it's like, okay, this binding of Isaac video that's going to take me like three minutes to get ready to render. I can do that while I'm watching a video or this thumbnail. 
I can do that while I'm listening to a podcast. And it's it's been helping me take those times where I can tend to be unproductive and make them productive. That's pretty incredible, actually, turning unproductive time into something useful. Yeah. That must be um, a game changer. Absolutely. The, the problem that comes with this is having too many goals for the day, writing too many things in your to-do list. Um, <laughs> and so not everything all, all the time gets done. Uh, so it's been like the last couple of weeks has really been trying to figure out, well, how much can I do in a given day? Um, and then how much can I make up if that day before didn't, you know, didn't happen properly. And as, as my schedule changes and I kind of figure out, you know, how school and work is going to fit into everything right now, I'll be able to kind of get a grasp of what I can do on any given day. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I've kind of come out of this that I've heard about before is like what happens when you're spending too much time scheduling things and not getting enough done. Mm-hmm. And that can be a problem for some people and even myself sometimes. Oh, it's a big one. And I think it's kind of what can turn people off of it sometimes as well. Kind of mm-hmm. a barrier to entry a little bit. Right. What I wanted to mention though, as far as uh, what you were saying earlier, just to add a bit of, value to you guys out there who maybe have thought about starting a schedule or something like that i think a big thing to think about at least when you're starting is knowing that you know when you schedule something and all that sort of stuff especially when you're just starting out it's not concrete and there's always room for things to change and the thing is the more you keep doing it the more likely things will change right Definitely. And so the schedule that you start out with is probably not going to be the same as the schedule you have a year in, two years in, three years in, whatever. And uh, that that's okay. And that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if following your schedule to a certain super concrete version is hindering yourself rather than helping yourself, then you kind of miss the point of the schedule in the first place, right? It's right. Supposed to, it's supposed to add balance. It's not supposed to you know, hinder you creatively or waste enough time or all this other stuff. You, you can just know and feel comfortable in the fact that it's not 100% concrete in how you do it and that it will change throughout, throughout time as you get better at scheduling, as you get better at learning your process, uh, new jobs, new locations, health habits, sleep habits, you know, all that sort of stuff plays a big role. And uh, can change the schedule just like that. So just know it's never concrete uh, as much Definitely. as we would like it to be. So, yeah, oh, I'd love, I'd love for it to be concrete. Uh, but things happen. You make a video on your birthday about Taylor Swift out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and then it gets copyrighted three times, and you have to deal with that. Sure. And none of that was on the schedule. That video wasn't. The the copyright issues weren't on the schedule. So it you know it threw me for a loop. But I just got to keep going forward and kind of deal with it and some way or another right so there's always going to be a little bit of adaptation as far as that's concerned of being mm. like you're never going to be able to schedule every breathing moment of the day because you don't know or something can change whatever uh right but like we said it's fine because schedules aren't necessarily 100 percent concrete thing and you are flexible enough to change it uh for the better hopefully Right. And maybe that means building some flexibility into your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I kind of want to get better at is 
finding free time for myself. Um, like even if it's like 30 minutes a day where I can just kind of rewind and, uh, just chill and do nothing. Like I kind of want to do that. Um, as much as I love creating content, as much as I do want to be doing that every breathing moment of my life, I can't physically do that because it's, you know, it's not possible. As someone who's been doing nothing but unwinding past, I don't know, about a month, <laughs> feels like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's nice to not have YouTube on your mind every waking second of the day, you know, definitely comfortable, comfortable a little bit. That being said, I miss it and I still want to do it and I want to mm. get back into it and you can kind of feel like a little too hard on yourself and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's how, uh, that's how December was for me. <laughs> right. Right. But that break yeah. it can be helpful. Sometimes. Definitely. Just how you manage it and how many breaks you're <laughs> Right. Um, but that's a good tip for schedule making is just be flexible as well. That's another thing. Right. To our list of schedule tips, I guess. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's important. Fair enough. Um, other than that, I think something I mentioned earlier on was when I was talking about daily uploads in terms of the new monetization stuff is that, you know, maybe you can't do the same video, the same type of video that you typically try to do every time you upload every single day. So one of the things that you can kind of help with your scheduling is finding types of videos that you can do that you can get done in like an hour in one day that does, that still has some kind of value that's still fulfilling creatively and that's still entertaining for the audience. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways I like to do that is through podcasts, even though that sometimes does take, you know, two hours uh, in the recording session. You know, hypothetically. I know that hypothetically speaking, of course. Right. right. Um, <laughs> I also know that I can easily edit this while I'm watching a YouTube video or just kind of chilling or something um, with with no problem. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. Very clean. Yes. Clean boys. Um, yeah, and just the biggest thing that's changed in the last couple of weeks for me is just doing these small, meaningless tasks during times that I ne- didn't, I wasn't usually going to do it just because I didn't know I needed to do it. Because <laughs> that got me behind. It optimized year. time a bit. Exactly. Especially with like let's plays, because I would I, I started getting irritated with having to like do let's plays in terms of the post editing process because I was tired of editing them, um, and it, the reason was because I don't have that much space on my external hard drive that I bring along with me when I go to work and stuff, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I would forget to have like the footage on the hard drive, and. So I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't do anything about it. But now like remembering, Hey, I've got to go put this footage in this program to sync it up before I put it in Adobe premiere. And then being able to do that, you know, while I'm in my room before I go to work or something like that. And then knowing that these particular videos are going to be rendering while I'm asleep. It's just so much, so much better. You're able to you know, optimize. Things. Exactly. Optimize yeah, it's definitely like that. Optimization. Learning your process, things you talked about mm. before. 
stuff like that. But scheduling is a good way to, to kind of uh, figure out your process too, which we didn't mention mm-hmm. last time we talked about it. Like, you want a good way to learn, you know? Try setting up oh, a schedule sure. and see how it fits, right? You may think you know your process, but when you make the schedule, you might forget crucial steps or find that you do something completely different than what you thought. And that's a way you can sort of learn your process. Oh, definitely. Or make it better. If it was really that bad and it really, hey, even better. Power to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I can't tell you how many little things I've kind of learned about myself just by like doing a schedule in the first place. Little behaviors, little patterns. Yeah. Stuff like that. Helps. Helps a lot. Sure. Put that time and do it. Mm-hmm. Great things can happen. Absolutely. There you go. Do your scheduling. Um, do your goal setting. Yeah. That's that. I mean, that's all I've got on the topic today. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good year. I think uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, the good and the bad that's, that's going to come with this year. And we'll, we'll see. Hopefully there's more good than bad on your end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same on our end um we're gonna have we're gonna have an interesting year me and you Aiden. oh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting hopefully it all to, goes well ready for that like halfway through the year when we're gonna do your uh, youtube podcast with face cams in the same room oh that'll be crazy <laughs> i wonder how much the dynamic of them will change if like for a weird reason they're like Oh, yeah, I listen to another YouTube podcast. Episodes like one through fifteen are okay, but like episode sixteen, oh, that's when the that's when it got really good. Like when somehow the really good somehow the face cam dynamic like alters the alters the podcast flow and everything like that. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm talking uh. <laughs> my ass like always. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts on scheduling and goal setting. Uh, I'll let you start. Um, I I just want to give like a brief recap. That's really it. Uh, You know, when you're making goals, make them realistic. Make sure that you're making them as descriptive as possible so that you can actually fulfill them. If you want to do daily uploads, have a schedule. Make sure that your schedule is realistic and know your process so that you can ensure that you don't fall behind. And if you do fall behind, keep going. It's going to be okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, that's that's the the be all end all. If you have any problems trying to come up with a schedule, let us know in the comments as well, because I'm I'm cool with helping you figure that out. I'm cool with helping you figure out your process. And it's worth um, mentioning too. There are a thousand, even even in recent years, there's so many little like scheduling apps and things to have, like not only like on your phone but on your computer, lifestyle stuff where you can just. Really, if you want to get real nerdy into scheduling, there's yeah. so many more options that you have now than you've ever had before, which is... Which um, is cool. I got into this thing 20... Was it 2016? I think it was. Maybe even 2015. I got in this program called Habitica, which is like an a habit RPG for your life. It sounds <laughs> just as nerdy as it is. But like you go on there and you put down whatever habits you're trying to form or whatever habits you're trying to break. And then uh, like let's say you put on there every single day you want to make sure you have a video uploaded. And then if you get the video uploaded, then you gain XP, which can be used towards your level and you level up in life. (laughs) And you can do this for YouTube related stuff. You can do this for like exercising or making sure you're going to bed on time, school stuff. 
that's pretty cool. I would do it more, but then I got too much into the like scheduling of it rather than actually doing stuff. Doing so. it right, right. You got to find that balance. It's very fair. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts on it for me. Uh, scheduling and goal setting are very important. I know I don't always uh, do it a lot, but hey, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm finally warming up to the fact uh, that both yes. these things are important. For one thing, actually set New Year's resolutions here, which I've hardly ever done before and Same, the, the fact i'm even sticking to the soda one and baffles me considering like how long it's been a part of my life and how i'm just like sudden being like yeah i have enough will just stick through this making the decision to be like yeah i'm kind of done with sodas big thing a really big thing it's something i've never tried before and i hope to do more out of it that way too and as for the daily uploads goal in general uh, you know, I'll be proud if I get more videos out this year than I did last year. You know, ultimately, that's what <laughs> it comes down to. Daily uploads mm-hmm. would be nice, and all would be nice. But as long as I made more this year than I did last year, I... and that that's that's good enough for me personally. Uh, awesome. but, but yeah, I'm learning new scheduling things every day. Like I said, uh, the whole scheduling LP thing is something I've never done before, and I think as a result, uh, you're just going to get a lot more LPs this year. Uh, I think 2017 had about like three or four. 2018, if everything works out, maybe seeing like 10, 11, 12 of them, which would be really cool. And uh, would get a lot more series and stuff out on the channel. And uh, hopefully you'll be seeing the results of that through highly produced stuff. Questions on the couch that actually come out on time and just more series and collab projects, other things in general. Oh, and I got to get back on uh, doing daily anchor episodes. Yeah, I'm as far as non YouTube stuff, I'm still trying to figure out um, what I want to do because there's so much of it that I know I can do and I know that would be helpful. I'm just trying to figure out what is it that I want to do right now at this moment that will also help me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm trying to figure that out. I'm talking to some people that are also (laughs) entrepreneurs and trying to get some wisdom wisdom and some advice along with my self awareness here. So we'll see. We'll see how that comes into comes into play throughout the year. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm improving. I'm getting better. Who knows? Maybe I'll do more schedule. Probably not on the Zach level, uh, but maybe in a half point, <laughs> perhaps, and maybe I'll get looking to the forward point. to. Uh, looking forward to those highly produced shows on your channel. That'll be fun. I have a video in the works for that that I've had for a while. I need to put out and. Considering I've had a lot of time off, I've actually thought a lot about of more of those videos that I want to do. So in a way, this break has almost kind of been like a pre-planning of just stuff that'd be like, oh, that'd be cool to cover. You know, maybe I should sort of like write that down and have it in the head. There's a couple of things, which is interesting because before uh, when I was just focused on things all the time, I really didn't have a whole lot of moments to be like, well, what do I really want to do next? You know, I was very, I didn't feel inspired a whole lot of the time. Very much felt Got like you. get another video out, right? And right. Uh, you get into this, you get into this schedule, and then you feel like you're in a rut because you're just doing the same thing over and over again. Sure, I I think now more than ever, unlike sort of, you know, the later half of 2017, I finally feel like I kind of know what to do, and now it's just a it's now it's just a matter of doing it and doing a better job at scheduling and goal setting will will help me get there. Uh, awesome. But we want to hear from you guys as far as goal setting, as far as scheduling. What do you do? What do you not do? What are your thoughts on it? Are we wrong? Probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. 
<laughs> Bash me in the comments below. I'm looking for the person that tells me it's like scheduling that much is ridiculous and you're only doing harm to your body and your channel. All right. Well, if you I mean, stick to the soda wrong. thing, then, then you can show them wrong. <laughs> That's true. Yo, but, I'm excited about it. I'm also like, we've talked about so soda more in the last hour than, or last two hours than I have in the last two weeks. Yeah. So it's like, <sighs> that Mountain Dew, man. Mm -hmm. But it, I don't have any, and I'm not buying any because I also don't have much money right now. So we're good. There you go, bro. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to keep, keep trucking on, get some nice water after this podcast. We'll be fine. Yeah. Nice, refreshing water. Or for me, probably probably tea. Or I'm probably going to go to bed, actually. And then, yeah, then wake up to I tea or to water. To do the same. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, we have two comments from last time. Um, Do you want to read Patience's long comment, or do you want me to? Uh, I can go ahead and read it, because I figured you probably did last time. But I don't know. Yeah, probably. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but we do have legendary GMR say great video and uh, said thanks then. And I want to say thank you again. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Uh, Hell yeah. Patient left an enormous comment. I'm going to go try to read it mm. as quickly as I can. Uh, she says, just to note when buying cameras, always check the lens price. They can range from 100. I'm going to just say euros. I know it's probably pounds, but I don't care. Uh, to around <laughs> 300 euros per lens. If you can't afford multiple slash replacement lens for the camera you're buying, go look around for a different camera. Or check to see if your camera is compatible with multiple brands. If asked up a better quality camera for one around 25 euros cheaper, still good, just not as good, because the difference in the lens price was 100 euros. Checking the resolution is also something else to note. Another bonus with cameras is that you can buy a lot of good quality cameras secondhand. The secondhand market for cameras is a lot better than you think, as people generally take very good care of these cameras and sell them when they want to upgrade. Look around for a good second-quality camera either online or in a camera store before you decide to buy something brand new. You could find something just as good for half the price. And if you're going down this route, get a camera stand slash tripod. doesn't have to be the most expensive, just make sure it works. You don't want your camera failing and breaking, a good stand will help prevent that. Of course, if you're retarded and knock over the camera, <laughs> not to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite line right there that's great uh when christmas hits i'll be getting a canon eos 13,000d, mostly for photos but it is video as well if i end up trying out the video function i'll get back to you on its quality it also has wi-fi connectivity but i don't know if that affects anything also i don't know if it's just made but i genuinely cannot see the difference between 740p and 1080 i think she meant 720 but yeah whatever 740 that, that's that's uh when you're in the uk that's what they have oh okay uh, I'm joking. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you, though. That's the sad part. <laughs> also, Aiden played Doki Doki. You know it's good if I'm recommending a dating sim to you. I've still yes. not seen anything of that game. Yeah, that that needs to be a uh, a live stream or something. That might be a fun live stream because I I think that'll be fun. I think your your audience will enjoy it too. Also, I gained 20 subs from a Doki Doki stream, so Pretty incentive tight. right there. Uh, there you go. But so four thousand hours of watch time. Hey. <laughs> but as far as this comment's concerned, I guess I do need to give a little bit of an update. I believe in the YouTube equipment guide I had talked about getting the Panasonic Lumix G7. And mm -hmm. the one I ended up going with was actually a Canon uh jeez, I forgot the name of it. I think it was wow. 
200 or some 200d or whatever i don't know oh it's the rebel sl2 that's what it's called the eos oh, okay. rebel sl2 and then i think it's known as something else internationally anyway part of the reason why i did end up going that camera was having to do with what patient said here is that canon lenses are often a lot cheaper and the thing is if you have one of those canon cameras you get a lot more of a selection as well uh panasonic mm. you know they have a lot more expensive lenses you got a lot less options as far as what you can choose from and uh after having used this canon camera that i've had for a while i've kind of realized lenses are a lot more important than i gave credit for they sort of determine how yeah. wide your shot is what it looks like uh if it has image stabilization uh how good the focus is you know how good the zoom is all these other things i never even thought about uh has just been huge so I think she makes a good point here. Also, the secondhand thing I also agree with because cameras, holy good God, are they expensive. I bought mine yeah. for around 600 uh, but most entry-level stuff is 1000 So I can agree with you on the fact of like, Craigslist might be the way to go if you want to get in, you know, stuff like that. Or finding a friend who maybe is upgrading a camera and doesn't need their old one anymore. Because people are weird yeah. with their technology and just sort of like, worship it in a good condition <laughs> you know unless you right. unless you own a blue yeti in which case you break them every every two months it just seems so I... oh man it's so upsetting <sighs> sorry yeah ptsd it's true it's true these things break weirdly uh but yeah i mean good camera tips as a whole lenses are very important making sure which brand you have and if you're even going to get compatible lenses or how expensive or cheap they are are very important. Something we didn't even mention in that equipment guide. Because chances are, if you buy a big DSLR camera, you're going to need to buy lenses for it. So, thank you for adding on to that. And a spot that yeah. I, I missed. Definitely. And uh, just as this is kind of an update for myself as well, I recently got the microphone that I said I liked in the last episode. I recently bought my own now. So hey, that's awesome. I'm going to do a tech review on it. And then I also bought a Google Pixel phone. Um, by bought, I mean financed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is actually way better than I thought. Like, like the financing there is is great. Um, but it's got a really nice camera on it, so I'm going to be using that a lot for vlogs, rather than the uh, the Canon camera that I have. Mm-hmm. I won't be using it as often for vlogs and stuff. So that would be cool. Sure. I found out with the Canon one in particular is that it does great outside. Not the best low light, unfortunately. I'm going to need to get a better lens for that. Uh, even with my lighting setup, it's still not amazing. But outside right. stuff, it looks pretty incredible for the most part. So I think for weird midnight vlogs when me and Ethan go out places, they're going to look a lot better And uh, for any weird outside videos I do. That'll be cool. Livestream and Let's Plays are probably still going to use the webcam. But I want to get to the yeah. point where I can do questions on the couch and midnight vlogs with that camera. Which, granted, right. when I used it in my update video, not a lot of people could tell the difference anyway. So. Yeah. I thought it was good quality, which is interesting because you're like, sorry for the quality. It's like, no, nah, this is cool. Yeah, I don't know. But, but I've been learning a lot about it. Uh, I know more about ISO and aperture than I probably ever wanted to know. And it's been a thing that I've been learning. So that's been cool. Sweet camera the gear the youtube gear it's what really makes your youtube channel let's be honest here right uh, it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if episode nine got more views than this one just because equipment is a lot sexier than than goal setting <laughs> and scheduling yeah 
even though this one's way more important. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. How many views did this one get? Did hey, I got twelve. Yeah, that was pretty good. 12. Hey, you got that watch time though. Hey, <laughs> four thousand hours. Let's go. Four thousand hours, boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna need four thousand uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the plan. There you go. Four thousand episodes of another YouTube podcast coming to you in twenty eighteen. Um, they're gonna be live streaming because that's all we're gonna be doing for the rest of our uh, our year. <laughs> live streaming is the future. Yes. Anyways, um, I think I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. With this I don't podcast. do this I quit. anymore. I quit. Um. <laughs> if you have any kind of comments, questions, concerns, uh, death threats, let us know in the comments. Yeah, uh, we'll be here to we'll be here to answer them and talk about them next time. On BitChute too. Um, on BitChute too. Yeah, if you're watching on BitChute, leave us some leave us some little juicy feedback here. Calling you out, BitChute right. lurkers, I'm coming for you. We're getting we're getting those views, and it's nice, but um, some comments are just a little bit nicer. Uh, also, we are going to be talking about soon. As soon as Aiden gets back to his place and gets situated, we're going to be talking about having guests on here. We're going to be talking about live streaming some some podcast episodes, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Also, I should have, starting with this episode, I'll be completely up to date on Google Play and iTunes because I fell through with that for the last few episodes. So if you want to download these episodes, because they are pretty long, uh, there you go. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, I don't know if we'll be doing that next time per se. It depends really on where I'm at. Hopefully we got that stuff figured out by then. At the very mm. least, if you don't see one that's an interview or a live stream, you can expect another one of these just normal episodes and we'll we'll find a topic to, to talk about. Yeah, there's plenty of things to still talk about. But it'll be something. It won't be nothing like last week. I'll give you that. I'm back. Right. I'm back as far as as far as this podcast is concerned. And I hope you're interested yes. too, because like Zach mentioned at the start, this is the beginning of season two. So yeah. we hope to do a lot more more stuff like this. But we've kind of we've covered a lot of the ground. We've covered mm-hmm. a, a lot of the ground here. And so I'm interested to see where we go from here now that we kinda of got the the fundamentals or some of them anyway. Yeah. It'll be great. I'm excited. Yeah. So anyways, um, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And we want to thank you for listening, watching, whatever, to this episode. Consuming. (laughs) Consuming this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bye. Bye.